Now launching. Now launching. The dumbest radio show in America. <laughs> Welcome to Common Man and T-Bone. I picture your family driving down the road, be like, "Look at this! Isn't this great?" And just like, "Yeah, that's, oh, that's pretty much it. wonderful." And just continually doing this, and like, "It's that new car fart smell, honey. Never had leather seats before." <laughs> Get over here and fart in my car. We're in the big time. Come in here, and fart in my SUV right now. Look, we got leather seats. Look at this Mercury Mountaineer, featuring Panama Ted, too hot, Timmy Hall. I will rub one on my face and a collection of. Profane noises. Coach? No, Dom. I'm a genetic freak. And I'm not normal. I want me some glory hole. I'll keep it in the room. Stop breathing. It used to be a lot longer. The numbers don't lie. Ah! Ah! This is stupid. <laughs> this is man and bone. <laughs> Happy Monday. Welcome in. Hello, bone. Hello, man. We're a couple minutes late, but we got a big three hour extravaganza for you mm-hmm. it is uh yikes monday oh. that's not right that's that's wild card wednesday there you go there's yikes, yikes. thank you uh, uh buckeye hoops lose to michigan today yikes 73 65 oh my gosh and now the conversation is starting Buckeyes oh. are getting testy now. Bruce Thornton in the post-game press conference saying, all you bozos, all well, you bozos that want Chris Holtman fired, you've been talking since before I even got on campus. He technically did not say bozos. Well, that's what I'm saying. That's what he meant. Here's the quote. I see this from uh, Connor Lemons, who tweeted this. Bruce Thornton, quote, people been saying fire Holtman since before I even got here. That's just bad energy. They're not in the locker room with us. They're not lifting with us. They're not practicing with us. That's just bad energy, and we're not going to pour into bad energy. Fine. Don't also, don't pour into bad energy. What kind of energy is it when you lose to a team that was six and ten when well, you played them? That's the thing up at Look, Michigan. How about that? You know, it's it's the same thing every single year. Here we are in January. This team has lost three games in a row and don't appear to be getting better. And they're losing to a six and ten Michigan team where it looked like everybody at the arena today was asleep. Yeah, right. It was, I mean... <laughs> and then Holtman has to say after the game, too, yeah, that's what happens with a young team. Sometimes oh. you have trouble closing oh. things out. Oh, we're young again now. I thought we were done with oh. young. This is like a Rod Stewart song. Forever young. What do the Buckeyes have to do to not be young? Well, they're, Mike, they're in a lot of these guys, like Bruce Thornton, apparently, Roddy Gale, Felix Opara. These are guys who are in their sophomore Jameson, Jameson Battle has played college basketball for like 19 years. Yeah, no, no. But outside of him, Mike, young team. Zed, then, Zed Key is like Benjamin Button. <laughs> it looks like we have junior varsity Zed Key, doesn't it? Where it's like, that looks like the photo you see before he gets the glow up into like senior year of high school Zed Key. Who, where he's who like is telling up. Zed to keep losing weight? I don't know. Zed, put on weight. Get as fat as Come you can and stick your ass out. We will help you. We can show you how to gain weight. We are very good at it. Mike and I will be your weight gain consultants. Right. Whoever is telling you, Zed, to lose weight because that will help you play in the NBA, Psst, you're not playing in the NBA. No, man. So get no. as fat as you can. Yes. Let's go. We need some girth down there. We need some bodies. We need to play. Like, play actual basketball. I, I look at this team sometimes and watch where you are in the first half of this game one for 14. I didn't say that incorrectly. One 
for 14 from three-point land. And the idea was at some point in the first half, no one thought, hey, guys, how about we stop shooting threes? We're we're shooting 7% this half. It's amazing they were only down by nine at the half. Yeah. I saw uh, we didn't have the sound on because, of course, we're listening to Paul Keels and, and Ronnie Stokes right here on the fan. But they they had the game up. We had it on TV and they circled at one point the halftime stats and it was like three pointers. Ohio State one for 14, Michigan seven for 11, which was like, I don't know, 65%, whatever that is. It's really good. And then the Buckeyes are at 7%. And then underneath that, it said points in the paint, eight for Ohio State, 10 for Michigan. And they circled that one. And I'm like, oh, I, there you go. I don't think that's your problem. That's a Sorry, close one. There. I, think, I think it might be the 13 missed threes and the other team shooting pretty lights out from three. That might have been one of the issues in this game in the first half. That's all right. We learned today is can't beat six and 10 Michigan. Uh, fans are not in the weight room. No. To see exactly what this Buckeye team is doing day in, day out. I want to be perfectly clear. You're not questioning the effort, and I'm not questioning the effort. But you know what? As fans, we don't care. No. We don't care how hard you're working. We don't care what you do in the film room. We don't care about the weight room. Here's what us stupid, simple-minded fans care about. You winning games. Yes, we're very stupid. I know we're not as nuanced as you'd like us to be. We're not analyzing the film with you or talking to the P90X guy when you're lifting weights. Okay. All we want is for you to beat teams that on paper you are better than. Yes. I I would like you to maybe not throw up 13 junk three point, not even junk. They're wide open threes. Half of them. That's why they kept shooting them. Because they were wide open in the first half, and they couldn't hit the broadside of a barn. So, in my mind, Mike, a basketball IQ, and I'm not criticizing the player's IQ, I'm saying there's a level of coaching that has to come in when players are trying to improve. Holtman likes to say all the time about how young this team is. You got a bunch of sophomores who played in your Big Ten tournament last year. Once you do that, you are no longer freshmen, right? You are no longer young guys. You had one of those guys in Bruce Thornton, who is a very good player. I'm, I understand why he's defending his coach because that's what you do. That's what you have to do. You're a you're a player in the team. You don't necessarily have to address it if you don't want to. He felt strongly about it. That's fine. He's a leader. I get it. He's going to back his guy. But the reality is, these players, I don't think improve year over year over year. If you get a guy like Malachi Branham, then you get a guy who can go to the NBA, and we just watch that dude play. But if you don't have that guy, the whole man does not seem to develop these guys into players where it's like, yeah, he's like a reasonable to middling Big Ten player to, oh, my God, look, he's a Big Ten player of the year. That's not been his time here. If he gets a stud and that guy plays, Roddy Gale, was he not great last year down the stretch, especially in that Big Ten tourney? Yes. How's he been this year? Has he looked improved to anyone or has he looked like he's kind of stumbled a little bit in his sophomore year? I know it's called a sophomore slump for a reason, but it feels like we're going to get a junior jinx and then a senior see you later and then, and, and uh, I guess maybe go to Europe and hope for the best. Like, we're not seeing improvement from any of these guys, and it frustrates me. Uh, well, the good news is we have so many other things to talk about today that aren't going to frustrate us at all. We have yeah. the uh, brownies pooping on themselves. We have Teddy's Cowboys pooping on themselves. What else do we have? Oh, we have the Jackets playing right now. Oh, yeah. So what's well, third period? So this is usually when the jackets start to really crank it up. So we should uh, we should probably 
Now, the game is on 105.7 because we're actually we're talking to you. Well, because we had Buckeye basketball. But we are, more often than not, the home of the, the Jackets. Can we turn the television on and do some illegal play-by-play? Is it, is it illegal if we have the rights to it? Here's what I'm going to say. I'm going to turn the TVs on to watch the game in the next commercial break. And then whatever we're talking about might just be what we're seeing. So if we see something, we might talk about it. Okay. I've always wanted to do some hockey play-by-play. Rimmer won't let me. Good. Well, now's your chance. <laughs> so says you. What, what's he going to do? He's going to drive over here from the arena during the game and yell at you? Yes. I hope so. I hope so, too. All right. Uh, NFL stuff from the weekend. That's coming up next. Colin Manning, T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. Sponsored by Meister's Bar and Pizza. Home of the Grandview Browns backers. If you're on northbound 71 on the south side, watch out for an accident on the exit ramp to I-70 that is causing stop-and-go traffic from Greenlawn Avenue. And things are moving a little slowly downtown on eastbound 70 near the 71 east and west split. This report is sponsored by Staples Stores. Staples Print Big Sale means the more you print, the more you save. Get $20 off your print purchase of 100 or more, 50 off your print purchase of 200 or more, and 100 off your print purchase of 300 or more. And 210.24. See staples.com slash print for details. Print more, save more at Staples. I'm Nicole for 97.1 The Fan Traffic. If Biggie Size was a radio show, this would be it. This is Common Man and T-Bone. It is Yikes Monday. So happy you're here. Buckeye basketball lose to Michigan 73-65. Jackets are tied at three with the Canucks. With about five minutes left to go, they just tied it up. And what else do I have to tell you? Oh, we have uh, football starting at around 4.30 in Buffalo, Stillers, and Bills. And then the nightcap tonight, Eagles and Bucks. Uh, you can hear one of those games here on the fan. The other one will be preempted by us. <laughs> yeah, I think the other right. one's on 1460. Oh, there you go. ESPN. Okay. There you go. Uh, Browns get crushed by the Texans. Oh, yeah, let's... Uh, so, then okay. there's that. Flacco, my cracko. Well, can we start with Joe Flacco, please? Um, because I, I saw a lot of people like, well, there you go. That's what you get. Yeah, there you go, Browns. Stupid team hiring Joe Flacco. What were you thinking? It's like what? What were they supposed to do? Like they 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 went out and found a guy off the couch who actually played really well for them. But what is Joe Flacco known for doing? Unfortunately, from time to time in games, throwing crippling interceptions. Yes, late in his career. Yes. Okay. Look, it it got away from you. Of course, in, the, in it that did. second half, it it got away. And Flacco's trying to make things happen, and clearly he's making bad decisions, and you're throwing pick sixes, and then it snowballs, and then you're dead. But I'm, I'm here to tell you that's not the reason they lost that well, game. Well, I, and I, I didn't talk to you about this beforehand, but I think you're about to say what I'm going to say. Go ahead. Is that you lost this game in the first half when the defense couldn't stop anybody. Yeah. that's I, To me, the story of this Browns defense all year, it has been at times one of the best defenses I've ever seen. There was a discussion at one point, probably uh, not realistic, but at least it was a discussion point that maybe the Browns are the best defense in the league. There were times they made us feel that way. You know where a lot of those times were not? On the road. Yeah. Like when they played Indianapolis. Remember that one? Where it was like, I think they had 800 combined yards and whatever that game. Both teams scoring over 30. Like this is, 
This has not been a good defense on the road for whatever reason. I'm not sure why that would be, but perhaps it has to do with the fact that when you take away some of the elements that you get, the advantages you get playing at home in front of your home crowd, very loud stadium, natural grass surface, maybe that makes it a little tougher for guys to make their cuts. Oh, and also occasionally you have nice cold weather that allows for the other team to maybe pucker a little bit. When you take all that out, you put them in a dome against a neutral site or again the other way now you're on the road suddenly they don't play as well as they used to and i don't know what to equate that to but there might be something involved in the home field advantage thing not to the level we saw from the texans though and that to me is also a credit to cj stroud but but yes but this browns defense was atrocious in this game and that is as much as joe flacco making some terrible throws and pick sixes that just sealed it but this game was over when you couldn't get stops as good as Joe Flacco has been in moments during this season, you were we knew that you were never going to win the Super Bowl with Joe Flacco going out there being your savior, throwing for 375 yards. You were going to have to ride this defense. Yeah, and the oh, defense yeah. didn't show up, plain and simple. And I, I've I've seen people say they didn't want it, or I don't know what like, I don't, that I don't thought. Buy, I hate it's not that. they don't want it. It's they don't you got what? You got out-schemed. You had some, yes, terrible angles and all those other things. I think people believe, because we watch the playoffs and we treat them like a whole other season, and a lot of people have said that, but the reality is they play an 18-week schedule, 17 games. Your body takes a physical toll. Every team does, right? But there are going to be some teams where I think you and I, or maybe a lot of fans too, look at it and go, all right, playoff time. It's a reset button. Let's see what they can do. Their bodies don't reset from the pain that, like, Miles Garrett's shoulder does not reset because it's a playoff game. I'm not making excuses for him. He disappeared in that game. But if you think there isn't something to the fact that since he got hurt, that defense has not been as good as it had been earlier in the season, I, I think it's worth mentioning that that probably had something to do with it. Still frustrating. Still sucks. I am not being perspective guy. No one expected us to be here. None of that stuff. I am telling you flat out, the defense sucked on Saturday, and that's why you lost this game. We can debate why it happened, but I don't put that all on Joe Flacco. I don't put that all on the defense. I think it's collectively everyone had their worst game of the season at the wrong time. C.J. Stroud uh, was great, right? Oh, As he has been for the majority of this season. And, you know, I heard some Buckeye fans talking about like, oh, yeah, it's my guy. You know, C.J. Stroud, if only he were here. All right. Well, I'd love to turn back the clock, too, and get everyone who was awesome to come back here and play Ohio State football, right? Yeah. But C.J. Stroud's success or lack thereof doesn't change a damn thing for me, for Ryan Day and this Buckeye team. As a matter of fact, it makes me angrier. It makes me angrier because you had this guy for two years. You still couldn't beat Michigan. You couldn't achieve your goals. You couldn't win the Big Ten. And now we see him less than a year later or a year later, right? Yeah. Going out on the biggest stage and looking like he's a 10-year vet. Now, has he like physically and mentally matured so much from his time at Ohio State to now being in the NFL? I don't believe that. I don't believe that either. I mean, he, he, had, he was great. He had greatness in him. And Ryan Day and the Buckeyes wasted two prime years with this guy who's tearing up the league. Well, it's, it's tough for me to square having a guy who looks this good in the NFL and then realizing that the two years he was here... That team did not beat Michigan. Not his fault, obviously. We've talked about the defense and all the other shortcomings of those teams, but that that one is hard to really wrap your brain around because 
I, I feel like at some level you can't let Ryan Day off the hook on that one, given that he is the head coach of the football team. I know he is an offensive guy and he calls the plays and the offense has largely up until this season not been the issue when Ohio State plays Michigan. But the reality is his decisions about who's going to coach the defense, how that's going to look, what they're going to do, how much he should be involved or not be involved in being the head coach of the entire football team. All that factors into why you didn't beat Michigan the last couple of years. But I think this, this development of CJ Stroud in the NFL and seeing what he's doing in the NFL should boggle your mind as a Buckeye fan that a guy who looks this good against top level NFL defenses, this good in a playoff game, couldn't apparently get it done against Michigan. We saw what he did against Georgia and that's, been brought up a lot but this is this is an issue that's not on cj stroud this is not in any way no, taken I'm not, out I'm on not him. saying it's on cj stroud it's i'm saying, saying as a buckeye fan yeah i don't necessarily feel pride when i watch cj stroud i feel frustrated i get that i, I mean i i get why some buckeye fans are like there you go ohio state yeah that's nice and, and i'm just saying i think it's a worthwhile question to ask why did ryan day not win those e- the big games you needed to when you had that type of stud at quarterback. Why did that not happen? Was it that, uh, what was the game on? Was the NFL Network broadcast where everybody picked the Browns to win? I think every single analyst, expert panelist, every, every everybody, that too, yeah. picked the Browns to win. All right. And that's why you played the damn games. I did see a few people asking, what changed? Why, when they played the Texans a few weeks ago, do they look so great? What's different? It's like, um, CJ guy playing quarterback for Texans, number one. Not that that's an excuse. I'm saying, if you're looking for a difference, that was one of them. The location? Yeah. Well, no, that one was at Houston. Was it where, Houston? That was the one when Amari Cooper went off. That's I'm pretty right, that's sure, right. yeah. That's right. But, but still, CJ's not being out there probably is a big difference. It's still not a good enough excuse for why the Browns couldn't overcome that. You're playing a... At the end of the day, as good as he is, he's a rookie quarterback, and they made it super easy on him. Didn't change much of what they did, and CJ was able to recognize it and make some great plays. Jerry Jones is either a liar or a moron. I'll tell you why coming up next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. Sponsored by Meister's Bar and Pizza, home of the Grandview Browns backers. If you're near downtown, still watch out for that accident blocking the right side of the northbound 71 ramp to eastbound I-70. couple minute delay there and traffic is stop and go from Greenlawn Avenue. And things are moving a little slow on northbound 71 on the north side near East Broad Street. This report is sponsored by Indeed.com. New year, new hiring needs. Indeed's end-to-end solution helps you attract, interview, and hire candidates all year round. Schedule and conduct virtual interviews right from your Indeed dashboard. Learn more by visiting Indeed.com slash credit. I'm Nicole for 97.1 The Fan Track. The only thing scarier than Bones analogies is man's browser history. I'm sorry, man. I thought you want to see this. This is Common Man and T-Bone. Happy Monday. Three hours a day, every single day. Subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your podcast. Just search Common Man and T-Bone. Click. Subscribe. Every single show comes right to your device free of charge. The podcast is brought to you by our friends, Care Heating and Cooling. Uh, More football this weekend. So brownies get crushed by the Texans. They're dead. That's finished. Packers jump all over the Cowboys. Well, I mean, it's 27 to nothing before you score a point. If you're Dallas, that's uh, (laughs) 
That's not a way to keep people feeling like Mike McCarthy's going to have a real good job security, I wouldn't think. Teddy? Teddy's big Cowboy fan. I assume that game did not go as you uh, thought it would, Teddy? Well, I mean, I know the Packers, they were a juggernaut this season, so it's just, <laughs> it was tough for the Cowboys to even compete in that game because they mm. were so good. No, all kidding aside, though, you, you thought this year was different, right? I thought that since they, they won the division, they got this home game, they're going to win this week, and then they get to host another game next week, probably against the Lions, which will be a tough game, but hopefully they could get that. And then you get to the championship game, maybe against the 49ers, or possibly if they get upset, you get to host it. Yeah. This, you had a chance. I mean, there's no, this team is as good as anybody else in there. I think the 49ers slightly better than them, and they proved that on the field, but, I, I thought they, they had a chance to do something, and obviously they had zero chance. So Jerry Jones says he hasn't thought about it for one second, and that is replacing Mike McCarthy. He says he's just amazed to be in the position that they are now, meaning losing, I guess, out of the playoffs. But, I mean, that's your job. You're the, you're the owner. You're the de facto GM of this team. You should always have scenarios running through your head about what happens if this happens? What do I do here? Who do I call? Of course, Jerry Jones is thinking about those things. If he's not thinking about those things, he's stupid. And we knew he was a dumb old man, but he's an even dumber old man if he doesn't have plans. Now, Teddy, let me ask you. Mike McCarthy, I would have fired him at halftime, but that's me. I'm an unhinged idiot. Mike McCarthy has to go, though, right? Yeah, he's done. You can't have he's... a performance like that at home and lay that type of egg. You can't fire Dak. You've paid Dak. Right. Well... I also think, I mean, there's an added salt to the wound of the fact that the team that you lost to is a team that moved on from him previously and now has kind of showed, well, it moved on from Mike McCarthy. Pre- yeah, Mike previously. McCarthy. Yeah, yes. yeah. So yeah. it's like you're, you Cowboys are making the same mistakes. The Packers were like, yeah, we're not doing that anymore. And, and you know, I, I just ultimately here, if I'm Jerry Jones, the question I have is this, or I guess if I'm looking at Jerry Jones objectively, is this someone who would have the fire to run an NFL team if he wasn't in the position of owning said team before, I don't think I would have questioned that, but if you're seriously looking at the Mike McCarthy thing to your point of either, he's a liar or being a moron. If you look at that and go, well, you know, he did get us to 12 and five though. And I think he's genuinely a good dude. And I think we got a, you know, a lot of good things to happen this year. And we don't want to just throw out the baby with the bathwater. If you, if you start going down that road, as Jerry Jones, then he's not the Jerry Jones that was so competitive previously and needed the credit for everything and all that stuff that he would fire a Jimmy Johnson or or whatever. When it, fire all these other guys who couldn't get the job done. You are now getting to a point where you tolerated Jason Garrett too long, and if you don't fire this guy after that abysmal performance, then I I question whether he's got the fire to run an NFL team. The problem is no one's going to fire him because he's the owner. Well, here's the next question, Teddy. You know who's out there. Old Man River. Bill Belichick is there. <laughs> yes. I mean, that was the joke yesterday on social media. <laughs> yes, was, it was Bill Belichick's coming to coach his team. But, yeah. but you know, if, if not... you had to throw a percentage on it, what do you, what do you, I mean, Bill Belichick does not come on the market very often. The Cowboys and Jerry Jones always want to make a splash, get the best guy they possibly can. Well, on paper, at least, there you go. Yeah. There's the greatest coach in NFL history. He's available. Do you want him? Do you think you're going to get him? I think if they, if the Cowboys do want him, I think he would go there because I, I've heard those guys talk back and forth. They said, you know, complimentary things about each other, Jerry Jones and Bill Belichick. So there is a respect there between those guys. And if Bill's looking for a team that gets, obviously he's not getting any younger. This is a team built to win. Yeah. You bring in Belichick. 
And yeah, he struggled the last couple of years though in New, New England. Is that because he he is not as good? He's you know fallen behind all the you know you know the techniques of the newer younger coaches, or is it just you know he just doesn't have the talent? Although he was the one that brought in the talent to New England, so well, I don't. I, it's like I'm kind of torn. And he is a great coach. He'd be he'd be an upgrade. Oh, for sure, he'd be an upgrade. I also think you know Albert Breer was on uh, last week with Morning Juice. I want to say where I heard that interview. Yeah. And he was talking about, Breer was, you know, he is Boston guy. It's where he, he covers the Patriots and obviously covers lots of other teams too for the NFL. But that's that's where he is located, knows a lot about the workings there. He brought that up, that Bill could have, there could be some serious interest between Belichick and the Cowboys and brought up those same interview points you're talking about, Teddy. But he said, like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't just brush that aside. So when someone who's kind of that connected to the Patriots and that connected to Belichick's career says, don't ignore that. You want to hear it? Yeah, go ahead. This is Albert Breer on Morning Juice last week. Stephen Jones really, really likes Dan Quinn. Part of the pressure on Mike McCarthy over the last couple of years has been that they don't want to lose Dan Quinn. And so they've done everything they can to keep him. But now, you know, I talked about geography. For DQ, I think, you know, there's – an affinity for the West Coast. He's got a place in Hawaii. So, like, Seattle would be natural. And you'd be able to kind of, you know, continue the Pete Carroll program there with DQ. And he knows the building. He knows the ownership. He knows that place in and out. And so, like, Seattle would be really attracted to him. The Chargers would be really attracted to DQ. And so now, you know, if you're Dallas, is this thing coming to an to a head, right? Like, where you might have to make a choice between Mike and, and Dan. I think that's possible, you know, and then like, is Belichick a possibility in Dallas? You know, we talk about acting with urgency with an older owner. You guys might want to go and flip back in the transcripts and look at some of the stuff. Jerry loves Bill, right? And, but look at some of the stuff that Bill said about Jerry and Steven in October. It was kind of interesting. He isn't over the top and praise for a lot of owners, he was over the top in praise for them, <laughs> you know? And so it was just something like at the time, cause you knew like this could be it for bill in new England that I sort of filed away. So like that would be certainly one. That went away quickly. Oh, okay. Uh, here's the deal. If I am plastic face, Jerry Jones, really, if I'm anybody, if I'm Arthur blank and I'm talking to bill Belichick, I'm saying to bill Belichick, Hey man, you're the greatest of all time. I believe that you bring what we need to fill in the blank team, right? You're the guy who can get us over the hump. However, I don't want you, if you're just going to act like this is Falcons version of the Patriots or the Cowboys version of the Patriots and call up all your buddies and everybody that you know now is an assistant coach. And you're comfortable with these guys. I want you at this point in your career to get a little uncomfortable. Well, that's that's a very interesting point because Belichick, obviously, the last few years has not looked anything like we're used to seeing him in the NFL. My question there is, can he go back to that time 25 years ago? Where that was, he has to. I know he has because if he comes in and says, "Oh yeah," and by the way, Matt Patricia is my offensive coordinator. Well, to that point, look at who his staff was when he was in Cleveland. His staff was 
a bunch of guys who have now become legendary coaches to some degree You're or right. another. He right? needs to find he the had, next wave had of Nick, guys. Nick Saban was on his staff. Kirk Ferentz was on his staff. Now, those are two different guys, but Kirk Ferentz has had a 20-year run at a Big Ten program. You know, obviously, we know what Nick Saban's done. He had a lot of guys like that on his staff before. Can he still find those guys now? I, I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility, but you're right. He can't just come in and say, oh, we're bringing uh, the Patriots way down to Dallas. I just think guys like Arthur Blank, to Breer's point, Arthur Blank, Arthur Blank and Jerry Jones, they're rich guys who like to have their toys. You know, all these owners are. But if you're the guy who says, I got Bill Belichick, there's a little bit of, I did it. I'm yeah. the one who brought him in here. So let's see what that is. Maybe that doesn't do anything for you if you're a Cowboys fan. But if it does something for Jerry Jones, there's a very good chance it happens. Looks like Ohio State has found their new athletic director. Details next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. Sponsored by Meister's Bar and Pizza. Home of the Grandview Browns backers. Watch out for an accident blocking the right side of northbound 71 ramp to eastbound I-70. That's causing some slower traffic from Greenlawn Avenue. And we've also noticed traffic is starting to slow down a little on northbound 23 at East Powell Road. This report is sponsored by Scooter's Coffee. We all agree coffee is great, but becoming a franchisee with Scooter's Coffee is amazing. Bring specialty coffee and job opportunities to your area today. Scooter's Coffee. Amazing people, amazing drinks, amazingly fast. Find out more at ownascooters.com. I'm Nicole for 97.1 The Fan Traffic. Dumb is the only language these two are fluent in. You're listening to Man and Bone. Good news, Bone. What's that, man? Blue Jackets just won in a shootout. Yeah! Beat the Canucks in a shootout. They were down in the third period. They tied it up. And then Elvis stood strong Mm. in overtime in the shootout. Elvis was playing today. First time in a long time. Yeah. Maybe maybe the last time. I have no idea. He was very excited. He was pumped up. He was so happy. He told everybody after the game, I'm going to go home and get the flu. (laughs) Crap my pants. (laughs) This is good. I, yeah, that was fine. Hey, was, they won. They won. They won against the team that was uh, taking a bus to Toronto uh, earlier, I guess, what, what overnight. Do to, what do you have to ruin no, everything no, for? I'm not ruining it. I'm just, I saw a bunch of people like, oh, man, the Jackets stopping a pretty hot team there in Vancouver. It's like, yeah, that and the travel probably helped with that, too. But sure, whatever. They were stuck in Buffalo. They had to bus to Toronto, fly here. They got in today to play this game at one o'clock. Okay. So, but the, hey, Blue Jackets don't care. And then <laughs> take got, it two points. They got in at, well, they they didn't get it at one because the game started at no, one. The game they? started at one o'clock. Yeah. So, what time did they get in? Like 12 45. <laughs> okay. I don't know. Whatever time they got in, it was early. Or it was, it was not very early. And yet, whatever. I guarantee you. I guarantee. We're going to talk to Rimmer on Wednesday if he doesn't drop dead between now and then. It's always a gamble. He will be talking about Michael Buble. Oh, I'm sure. On Wednesday, because Michael Buble is a A number one good time party boy Vancouver Canucks fan. And I'm sure they were talking back and forth, had some friendly wagers. I, I don't know. But you will hear about Michael Buble coming up on Wednesday. Uh, here's what I'm about to tell you. I don't know why I phrased it like that. Here's what I'm about I'm to tell you. I'm just going to tell you. I'm ready for you to tell us what you're about to tell yes, us. Yes, I'm ready to tell you what I was about to tell okay, you. Okay, I can't wait. It looks like Ohio State has settled on an athletic director, and it is Texas A&M AD Ross Bjork. You know I love Bjork. 
you're not familiar, this is uh, Icelandic singer. I wish the lava would actually bury her in Iceland. Even Yoko Ono listens to this and says, you know what, a little avant-garde for my taste. <laughs> I mean, there's a, there's a chorus there. there is. Yeah, that, that part you just heard. She's singing a little bit. Anyway, this is your new ID. Um, so if you, if you don't know Ross Bjork from this Bjork, that's fine. I can help you a little bit. Ross Bjork was the guy who was at Ole Miss. And you might remember he was very much a defender at the time of Hugh Freeze initially because there were allegations that uh, you know, that was when Hugh Freeze was like, if you know about an allegation going on at Ole Miss, you call our hotline and you tell somebody because... Jesus can handle my junk and I can't handle the fact that you're not going to pay our players. Yeah. And so then it came out that actually Houston Nutt, who was blamed for a lot of those uh, indiscretions with the recruiting, uh, Houston Nutt hired a lawyer. That lawyer was like, hey, it looks like uh, Mr. Hugh Freeze over there calling up the escort services. And then suddenly we didn't have any more Hugh Freeze at Ole Miss. So Ross Bjork was in charge of firing someone at Ole Miss as a football head coach. Ross Bjork also, you might have just paid attention to, paid Jimbo Fisher like $100 million to go away at Texas A&M. So, so are you not uh, not in favor of the Ross Bjork? Is that what I'm reading between the lines no, here? No, no, What I'm, I'm saying, saying I'll, I'll, I'll bring prostitutes over to Ryan Day's office right now. <laughs> if he could just win the game, I need him to win. What, I, what I'm saying, I'm just pointing out a little bit of the man's history. What I'm saying is this is a guy who... Yeah, has had some ups and downs as an AD. He's also been embroiled in some pretty high leverage situations at big time college football programs in the SEC. So the man is not going to be afraid to make a bold decision is what I'm I'm guessing. Now, I don't know if he's going to do that tomorrow, but I'm guessing that if the job is not done this year with the football program, Ross Bjork is not the type of guy who would say, I'm going to need a little more time to evaluate. Let's look at Ross. We'll get to know him personally. Okay. He's 51. Yeah, not an old guy. He was born in Dodge City, Kansas. He went mm-hmm. to Western Illinois. All right. He played football at Emporia State. That's I have no idea where that is. Pretty impressive that he went to a college somewhere and then played football at another college. Did he go to, I assume he went to both colleges and played football at one of them and then did other stuff at the other one. It's in Emporia, Kansas. That, D- thank D2. you. Okay. I'm just telling you. So he played there and then presumably went to wherever you said. Something in Illinois? He was an AD at Western Kentucky, Ole Miss, Texas A&M, and now apparently here. Uh, You you could, people may wonder, was he the one who gave Jimbo Fisher that gigantic contract at Texas A&M? No, he was not. Not initially. Jimbo Fisher hired in 2017. Ross Bjork came in in 2019. However, he did give Jimbo Fisher the extension. Everybody gets extensions, though. No, but he gave him the extension that allowed his contract to stay fully guaranteed, which... I don't know if Jimbo Fisher had really earned it at that point, but maybe he felt like he had to. Either way, this is a man who's dealt with some booster culture and a man who has dealt with some big-time controversies and made some tough decisions from time to time. So just that that is a thing that he will no doubt have to probably do here at Ohio State, make some tough decisions. If I'm Ross Bjork, here's what I do. Let's say that Ross Bjork is officially hired. He's introduced to Buckeye Nation, all right? And they bring him out at halftime. Of an OSU men's basketball game. Yeah. To address the crowd. This is what I want him to say. Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Ross Bjork. Don't be confused. I hate the singer too. Mm-hmm. Applause. Applause yeah, for me. Right. I'll be there. Yes. 
hates the singer. Uh, here's what I'm going to do as AD at Ohio State. I'm going to hold our leaders accountable. We're going to put together the best players and staff that we possibly can because you are the best fans in the damn land. And you deserve it. We will be meeting, beating Michigan. If not, I've already told Ryan Day that he will be fired and killed. <laughs> Why can't you Maybe just fire not him? in that order. Why can't you just fire him? Well, contractually. Right, fine. <laughs> right. Fired. Okay, fired, I hope. Let's go with if fired. That, I mean, I'm, I don't hope, but I'm saying if that's what it comes to, I hope it's just fired and that's no, it. Of course. Leave it alone. Of course. At fired. Uh, also, I love new winterized plumbing mm-hmm. at Ohio State. We're going to take care of that right away. I'm also a big fan of natural grass. Oh, yeah. Oh, you're, you're so not So we're going to beat Michigan. I want that. We're going to winterize the plumbing. We're going to have natural grass. And I also think that our basketball team should win a game in the month of January. That's a that's a reasonable expectation, I'm going to say. I'm going to go ahead and say that you're allowed to want that type of thing. I also feel like, I don't know when, I mean, if he gets introduced here soon, uh, Gene is not retiring until June, right? Right. So... Would that lead us to believe that he will have Ross Bjork no input on uh, whatever happens with the basketball season? I I have no idea. Or maybe he does and says, hey, uh, Gene, I don't know how you feel about it, but uh, this guy didn't win a game in January. You can go ahead and fire him. I'm not going to. I mean, there were rumblings about this earlier today, but Teddy, you said this looks like it's done, though, right? Because the the dispatch is reporting this is dispatches done. Pete the Mel saying it too, Pete the Mel said it, yeah. Yeah, so this is... I mean, Pete the like, oh man, our paper. Who the hell cares? Pete the mail. <laughs> well, take it to the bank. That's what would right. be hilarious if Pete the mail's like, oh, I guess the dispatch in Columbus is reporting this. I might as well say it too. Hey, <laughs> yeah, I'm sure that's how he's getting his news. Uh, Michigan has a big weapon back. Details next. Common Man and T Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. Sponsored by Meister's Bar and Pizza, home of the Grandview Browns backers. That accident has cleared from the right side of northbound 71, the ramp to eastbound I-70. Still some residual traffic slowing things down from Greenlawn Avenue. And if you need to travel northbound 23 at East Powell Road, our cameras have picked up just a little traffic in that area. Otherwise, most routes are clear. This report is sponsored by Direct Auto. Safe Auto Insurance is now Direct Auto Insurance. New name, same flexible payments. Go to directauto.com for a free quote. I'm Nicole for 97.1 The Fan Traffic. Uncomfortably talking about food. Lord have mercy, I'm about to bust. This is Man and Bone. Happy Monday. Common Man and T-Bone brought to you by the Hinder Motor Company. It is Yikes Monday. That is coming up at 534. Oh, uh, just for you, Bone. Oh? Oh? And for everybody else who cares, crew... Single game tickets go on sale tomorrow at one. They will be sold out by two. I'm sure they will be. I'm, I mean, I'm not saying that as no, like a, I'm sure they will be a downer of it. I'm saying like that's how much people want to go to these games. All the season tickets are gone. It's all sold. There's a waiting list. There's a waiting list. They've held back some seats for single game because they have to per the league. And I guarantee you that by two o'clock tomorrow afternoon, every single game on the calendar at Lower.com Field this year will be sold out. Every game. Love to see that. That's great. No, man, this is uh, this is a good... I mean, that was the thing that brought me some solace after I watched the Browns just completely crap themselves in Houston. I said, you know, I'm frustrated, I'm sad, I'm very angry. However, I have to remind myself that my Columbus crew, my favorite team, my soccer team, won an MLS Cup not even a month ago. 
I'm all right. Like I had and a, training camp starts in like a week and a half. It made me feel good. I saw uh, Lionel Messi. They were he was back at the training facility today, out there with Luis Suarez. You know what Luis Suarez is famous for doing? What's that bone? Biting people. Oh no! And being a very good soccer player for Barcelona with Lionel Messi. But now they both play in Miami together. They were out on the training grounds. So Lionel Messi got all of his old and busted friends to come and play for him. We'll see if it works or if they're all injured by June. Hey, before we talk about uh, Michigan football, Timmy's here. Hi, Tim. Hey, what's up, guys? I know you were doing the Buckeye basketball coverage today. Buckeyes yeah. lose to Michigan 73-65. Boy, that was fun, wasn't it? Look, you do the network stuff, and there's a sense of professionalism in your work that I respect. Thank you. You know, But I also know that that game aggravates the hell out of you. Yeah, it because does. Because it aggravates the hell out of me, and then you, you hear the post-game press conference where, again, the Holt man's talking about how young they are and... You know, Bruce Thornton's talking about the weight room and how fans aren't in there and aren't in the film room to see what they're really doing. Is it unreasonable for us kooky Buckeye fans with all our big top expectations to expect that you're good enough to go into a 6-10 and ten team's house and beat them? No, no. And th- Here's the thing, though. More so than losing this game to Michigan... I want to win those games at home against Wisconsin. That, I think, is the one you might even look to circle a little bit more because we'll always use this. And I I watch enough of this sport where I'm more of the guy where you could use the excuse, the it's college basketball excuse. The week that we just had was wild. There were like 13 teams in the top 25 that took L's. Houston lost both of its games. It's tougher now, right? Like Big 12 basketball is very good. Good teams there. Even the Big 10 in a down year, you're seeing that going on the road is still hard. You have to... You have to beat a 15th ranked Wisconsin team when you're at home. And now that you've lost Texas A&M, ironic, right? We're looking at the Texas A&M AD, Ross Bjork. They got that dub here at the Schottenstein Center. You lose that one. You lose to Wisconsin. You can't lose another game on your home court. But then again, how great are the the environments always? And how much does that feel like a a home vibe and an in-arena, you know, outstanding atmosphere? That being said... Give the fans something to be excited about, too. And that's the thing. I said on the postgame show there, for everything to be a success, you've got to have the coaching staff, you've got to have the players. And what's Bruce Thornton going to say, right? He's on the team. He can't say, oh, you guys are making some really good points about the whole man here. He can't say that. But to have a program that works... The fan base, the coaching staff, the players, it's all got to be at least in some semblance of harmony, right? And if one of those is just completely left the ship, what do you have? And this whole year was about the bounce back. What can they get back to after what last year was? When you have a three-game skid like this that, yeah, it's compounded by losing to your rival who's 6-10. and And you, I walked out there. They had that sixteen and zero run. There's that sixteen to zero run in the second half. And you said to me, like, it's almost like Michigan is not very good. Yeah, the Buckeyes had the sixteen. Well, that's yes, a nothing. Run. They made up a. They made up that twelve point deficit in the blink of it's, an it's eye. It's like they realized, hey, we're playing a bad basketball team here. So they were basically up four with eight minutes to go, yeah, and then they crapped all well, of themselves. But, and that was it. That's the thing I find so jarring is that they were down so much to a team that is this bad that that team is capable of giving up a 16-0 run, and mm. then they almost had to wear themselves out to do it, and then you get into... Have we seen that problem before, Timmy, where they get into like late in the second half of a game where they've got the lead and they can't hold it? 
There's that too. Yes. I'm getting sick of hearing about how young this team is because that's not, I don't, I, every year this team's young. Like, what are we talking? It's college basketball. You either are going to have freshmen who are awesome who go to the NBA, which has been a thing the last couple or years. Or guys transfer out, right? They I look mean, for other opportunities. Last year, what'd you have? When did this team start playing well? Right around the time we got to the Big Ten tournament. And they were true freshmen. You, had, well, you were playing well with true freshmen last year. And you had to take leadership away from a transferred in senior guy and give it to a freshman to spur that on. And now that group is on the court today and we're saying, ah, a bunch of young guys have to learn how to make shots at the end of games. Like, I just pick a narrative. I, that's the thing I don't get with the I old just, man. I thought this could be maybe a 12 or 13 win Big Ten team. I'm not talking about their, you know... 12 and 8 or 13 and 7, maybe 14 and 6. That is looking very hard right now. I'll tell, you, I'll tell you what, buddy. I don't go to a lot of games anymore. I had season tickets. I don't go anymore just because, A, they're not worth my time most years. B, I don't care for the atmosphere. I feel like I'm stared at for actually caring about the game. I know what you mean. And so I just, I, I didn't want to deal with it. I didn't want to deal with, you know, Cat Fancy and the woman with the 22 carat diamond ring treating it like it was her basement. I was tired with that. However, I am going on Saturday against Penn State. Taking Samantha? I'm taking Samantha because oh, it's boy. kids takeover day. So they're going to have a big crowd and yeah. it's going to be full of kids and you got a bad, Penn State is bad. You got another bad basketball team coming in here. If they don't win that game, this is must win. On Saturday. I guarantee you it's going to be the best crowd that they've had all year I, with this I fan takeover thing they're doing. About, I think they did it for women's basketball. Think bone. about all the kids you will put into advanced therapy <laughs> if they if, lose. If you lose this game, oh, oh do it God. for the children, Buckeyes. <laughs> I'm already thinking about, I'm already fast forwarded to like, what is that? What time is that game? Noon? Is that a noon? Yeah, it's, it's a noon. Kids, I'm already fast forwarded. Like, is what life is all about. I'm already fast forwarding about two thirty in the afternoon on Saturday, where the memes come out of "f them kids." Like that's just like, <laughs> God. I hope not. <laughs> and the Buckeyes lose by ten or something. I mean, like, is that common man streaking on the court? I'm telling you, it doesn't get much lower than this. Where you have Michigan down bad, like as a team, as a program, as everything. You're on the road. It's been a year since you've won a road game, true road game, and you have them finally. You you give up a. You're terrible for a half, and you still charge all the way back to get the lead, and then you blow it. Like, this team is depressing, and I don't have any expectations for them this year. All right, Michigan football. Uh, Michigan has a big weapon coming back. Donovan Edwards, senior running back, says he's coming back. J.J. McCarthy and Blake Corum have declared for the NFL draft. Jim Harbaugh, of course, once upon a time, once upon a time, like a week and a half ago, said that J.J. McCarthy is the greatest quarterback in the history of Michigan's program. Okay. Whatever. Hey, let, <laughs> they're, they're coming off that high, baby. Well, you know, if you're talking the about... The air's thin up on the top of that mountain. I mean, J.J. McCarthy did a lot more than Tom Brady did when he was at Michigan. Fair enough. I'm not saying that that means we should judge quarterbacks based solely off their college performances, but if we were, J.J. McCarthy did a better well, and, job and at again, Michigan. I, I want to remind people of something, because we get excited when C.J. Stroud does things, and, you know, look, ultimately... If J.J. McCarthy goes to the NFL and does absolutely nothing, which I think is likely. Of course. Right? He will go to the NFL and do nothing. He was the starting quarterback of a team that won the national championship. Listen. That's what we should care about. I have ripped that guy and said that I didn't think he was as good as the hype and all that. The one thing that he has over a lot of guys that have played at Michigan over the years, and quite frankly, a lot of guys that are playing on Ohio State right now, is that when the chips are down... J.J. McCarthy looks that problem in the eye and says, 
bring it on. Yeah. I'm ready for it. I will make a play. I will do something. Is it going to be a 40-yard bomb that you put on you know, a, a coach's clinic and say, look at this guy's arm motion? No. Is it going to be the prettiest throw in the world? But he'll scrap out seven yards on a third and six and get chains moving and keep the drive going. Like, he'll find a way to get something done, and that's something that you absolutely have to be able to do in football, but especially college football. Guys like that are hard to find. So I know, and, and that's why sometimes we get, and I, I'm guilty of it too, right? Where you look at recruiting rankings and you look, oh, this guy's a five-star guy and this guy projects as this type of pro. That's all great. All I need is for these guys to win college football games. Sure. That's all I need. I don't care what J.J. McCarthy does at the next level if I'm a Michigan fan. Doesn't, doesn't impact me. What does is the trophy that's now sitting in my case. Well, and... and- I, again, I love some of the guys who have come through here and been very good quarterbacks like you had with Justin Fields, right? But why did we find Justin Fields? Like, where did where did a lot of heads start to turn on Justin Fields? He made some plays all throughout the when year. He, when he beat Michigan. Yeah, when he beat Michigan and he got hit and came back from that and made some tremendous plays for you down the stretch in that game. Same thing to a degree with C.J. Stroud. A lot of question marks with him early on in his career. Then he put up a bunch of numbers. People said, can he win those big games? They obviously did not get it done against Michigan, but you look at him in that Georgia game. Do we have any doubt that CJ Stroud basically, I mean, he did everything in his power to win that game, including where they were down and he made, remember that 20 yard run he had right at the end yeah, of that game? I remember it because we were so excited to yes, see it. it helped. Yes, but it set up eventually. Well, they had 30 seconds left and Ryan Day decided let's play for a 50 yard field goal instead of trying to like go for it with your... Heisman finalist quarterback, whatever. Anyway, the point is you saw him in moments make those plays against Georgia. You saw Justin Fields do that. You saw a guy like JT Barrett make a lot of plays like that over his career. Those those are very different quarterbacks. All three of those guys, two of them have NFL careers. One of them does not. But they all three were winners at Ohio State and did a lot of good things. Sports made me feel good today. I'm going to tell you why. It has nothing to do with Buckeye basketball. That is next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. Sponsored by Meister's Bar and Pizza. Home of the Grandview Browns backers. Watch out for a disabled vehicle on westbound 270 off-ramp to Alum Creek Drive. That's on the south outer belt. And that accident has cleared on northbound 71 on the south side at I-70, but still some residual traffic causing slowdowns from Greenlawn Avenue. This report is sponsored by Discover. If you like using debit over credit, shouldn't you also get rewarded? Well, now you can with Discover Cashback Debit. It's a checking account that rewards everyone with cash back on everyday purchases with no fees, period. Check out eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashback debit discover make member fdic i'm nicole for 97.1 the fan traffic no filler guests no intelligence and most of the time no sports this is common man and t-bone happy monday it is yikes monday that is coming up at 5 34 Justin Bieber's fashion brand has designed the NHL All-Star Game uniforms. I didn't know Justin Bieber had a fashion does, brand. Let him does. live. And they are vomit-inducing. Although I, I think so. You're a guy who likes the you know Seahawks gaudy stuff. Maybe you'll enjoy it. But to me, it looks like Doritos advertising. <laughs> no, I saw these jerseys earlier, and they, they do nothing for me. I don't. I mean, I, I whatever. It's an all-star game jersey. Is it something that I will care much about beyond the moment I saw it and us having this conversation? And then when I watch the all-star game, no. But honestly, it's not. 
like it's it's gross. Like they're terrible. Well, I, I didn't say let's storm the castle. <laughs> no, no, I'm I'm pointing out that like if you're sitting there going, who cares? Yeah, you're right. Probably who cares? But it's also something that is, if you're asking my opinion of it, terrible. Like it looks it looks awful. Uh, sports made me feel good today. Um, you know, a lot of things are we got to build this state of the art thing, and there's a lot of separation between the common fan and big boy sports now. And they want your money, they want your attention, they want all of that. But I think that it's losing some of that, and it's going to continue to lose some of that community feel. And then I saw Buffalo today, where of course they had to push this game to 4.30, it's about to start, Steelers and Bills, because of all the snow they had over the weekend. And they're inviting the public in to help shovel the snow and try and clear snow off of the stands which by the way still plenty of it lots of snow in the stands people are just standing in snow drifts getting yeah. ready to watch this game but i i was thinking to myself that's 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 cool that to me shows how yes the team wants free labor but it also shows fans that are going to pitch in and come take care of it bring your shovel We'll find something for you to do. We'll give you some merchandise if you don't have tickets to the game. Thanks for helping us out. Remember, my father would tell this story. When he was a kid, he would go to the White Sox games at Old Comiskey Park. And if he stayed after the game and helped put the seats back up, because they weren't automatic then, they were manual. Right. You had to go around and flip up all the seats. They would give you a ticket for the next home date. Oh, And so he and his friends as kids would go there and flip the seat up. And then you have an attachment. That's a memory that he has today. The people who went out to shovel the stands of a professional sports team, you're going to be telling that story for the next 50 years. Assume you, assuming you don't crash through a flaming table and die like I've seen a lot of Bills fans do today. Because <laughs> they're yeah. out of their minds. That, that was the best. All the memes that were coming in the last couple of days where it's like, NFL and the state of New York and all these people saying we are concerned about the safety of NFL fans attending this game and then you look at well yeah but these are the NFL fans that are attending this game and guys who like did themselves you see on the fire. footage today yeah oh yeah they were jumping off like a 15 foot snowdrift right onto a flaming table one guy ate it oh he yeah had to go he to the had... emergency room <laughs> yeah it did not look good I'm not, look I'm not advocating for that but this is you want community involvement you want passion obviously you don't want three feet of snow when you want to play a football game I get it but this, to me, is real football. Well, to me, it makes a lot of sense, too, that fans would come out and do something like that because what do we love as fans more than a feeling of ownership of our team, a feeling of we're involved? Like, if, if the owner of your favorite sports team came to you and said, you're getting coffee and they're just in line behind you, and they said, hey, man, who, who should we draft? You would turn to them and say, are you Jimmy Haslam? But then you would say, wow, that's great that you want fan input on this. I feel like, we as fans love to have some kind of feel like we're a part of the team. However Absolutely. You can. So cheering your team on, if you're live at the game or even just buying a Jersey, any of that connects you to the team. If you're out there shoveling snow out to help the game happen. Yeah. You, you take that as I'm one of the reasons that we're able to even play this game. It's partially because of me. I fought through all the snow in my own neighborhood. I, I to get that. I think that's important stuff. I remember when I first started doing radio, I was 15 years old. I did radio out of a house in suburban Chicago. And that was a station you would listen to to see if like school was going to be canceled or delayed because sure. snow. And so I would get up in the morning and I would go do, you know, sports updates badly. 
15-year-old me, hi, <laughs> in high school sports. And I remember one time it was, we had like a freak snowstorm in October and we were still playing high school football. And I did a story about Batavia, which is another suburb in suburban Chicago, western suburban Chicago, and how they needed community volunteers to go out and shovel the field right, for the football game. Shovel the field, shovel the stands so they can play the football game. They were hoping for 20 people to come out with shovels. So then it's my job then to go and cover it. Okay. So I got to take the tape player and I got to go out to Batavia and I got to cover them clearing snow off the field. A thousand people showed up. Wow. A thousand people showed up with shovels. That's incredible. And it was like a big community thing. It was just clearing everything up. And I have those memories when I think about things like Skull Session. I hope Skull Session never goes away. Yes. Ever. It, yeah, it would be, be a shame if it did. But it feels like in that moment when you're in Skull Session, at least to me, that you are part of the preparation Absolutely. for the game. Absolutely. The band is there. The team is there. The fans are all like getting ready to go in. It's only a, a few thousand of you compared to what's in Ohio Stadium. But those fans that are there are passionate, even more so than the ones who are populating just regular old Ohio Stadium. And they're the ones that are trying to like get as much energy out before the game. I, I think that's great. I'm, I'm with you that it gives me goosebumps thinking about stuff like that and not just because it's cold. So that... That is really cool to see what the Bills fans did, and it's cool that I, I'm, I'm guessing that you would have that in Phoenix if if Phoenix had things like three feet of snow occasionally. Yeah, I'm not saying that's Cardinals fans, to Western New York. There's just that, not there's not as many opportunities to do that right. when you play in a dome or you have all these other things. But it's not unique to Buffalo. It's just something that Bills fans have an opportunity to do. You know, Packers fans have an opportunity to do. Like, what's the thing in, in Green Bay? Was it training camp where like? People show the up. The bicycles. The bicycles. Yes, where they the the players have to go from wherever the, I think it's from where the stadium is to out to wherever the training ground is yeah, or something, yeah. and they have to like players would come. I think it would be even kids sometimes would bring their bikes, yeah, and players yeah. would either use the bikes or something like that. Yeah, neat moments like that allow you to connect to your team. So now we say all that the Bills will go out and lose by twenty here, and just really make all those Bills fans be like, why did I even do this? I was out here helping to watch my team get crushed. Well, the field looks flawless yeah i looks mean shoveled and great there's would, three feet of snow still in the stands i would hope that they've i know i know they did this in kansas city i would hope they've done it in buffalo as well that they've installed that radiant no heat. they don't have that they don't have no, it they're there? going to put it in their new stadium but oh, they didn't wow. yeah they don't have it in this one so they really got that it's, cleared off then that's yeah. that's impressive to me because i don't it, it you're right mike it looks like it is even outside like the field if you just look at the yeah. field you think is this in a dome then you see the stands behind and you go oh yeah they're well clearly, clearly they had some sort of you know advanced tarp system well, yeah they are covered there. and all that i'm just saying it's still and it's it not looks incredible it's, it's not, not like kansas city cold it's seasonably cold it's like 15 20 degrees which for you know buffalo is fine yeah buffalo's like that's a almost a springtime day for us they're not they're not sweating that they're sweating the three feet of snow. Those Steeler yeah. fans, man, though, they made the trip. Sure they did. My brother-in-law's wearing his magic helmet today. So that means they're going to win, huh? I got him a Steelers authentic helmet for Christmas. And he said they're 4-0. He's worn it every single time since I've given it to him. And how if they win today, it truly will be a magic helmet. I'm telling you what. You know how much I have... Uh not liked the Steelers over my years and how much I have poked them. Don't tell me you're rooting for them. No, right. not at all. What I'm saying is if it's possible for me to root even harder against them, 
all the Steelers fans jumping in my mentions the second that uh, game with the Texans went final. Uh, I, I I hope you lose by 100 today. All right. Steeler fans. Gen winners, prepare for it to be pain. I hope I hope it sucks. I hope you have three hours of misery ahead of you right now. Kick really off do. in a few minutes. It's on 1460 ESPN. Uh, there is something that people are angry about. I'm all for anger. I think we're overdoing it when it comes to this certain thing. We'll talk about it next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. Sponsored by Meister's Bar and Pizza. Home of the Grandview Browns Backers. There's a disabled semi on the right side of the westbound 270 on the south outer belt ramp to Alum Creek Drive. And you'll hit some slow traffic on northbound 71 on the north side between 670 and 11th Avenue. This report is sponsored by InvisibleFence.com. Strong enough for a Mastiff, but gentle enough for a Chihuahua. Invisible Fence brand is more than a fence. Customized for every pet, every need, and every yard, their hands-on training and exclusive technology ensures your pet is protected while giving them more room to run. Learn more at InvisibleFence.com. I'm Nicole for 97.1 The Fan Traffic. Off Topic is on brand. This is Man and Bone. Bone and I do all of our banging at Hollywood Casino Columbus, and we encourage you to do your banging at Hollywood Casino Columbus. That's right. And That's where we want you to bang. Their twelve thousand square foot sports book, mm-hmm. two huge walls of televisions, food, drink, everything you need for a fantastic sports book experience. Go there now or later or any time you feel the mood. Must be twenty one or older. Gambling problem? Call one eight hundred Gambler. You know me, Bone. I love to complain about things. Oh, yeah, I know you do. And that's okay. We all do. I like to, uh, even if that glass is half full, I like to dump a little out and really get that thing half empty. Mm -hmm. Uh, NBC is touting 23 million Peacock viewers for Chiefs and Dolphins. And the, the level of vitriol and the stories I'm seeing about this, and can you believe they've done this to us, and how dare all of government officials, how dare this happen? What are we talking about, okay? Look, I'll be the first one to rant and rave about things. It's how I make my living. But I don't I don't get this. Yeah, I'd rather not pay $6 for this game either. But this commercialization of sports that we're all talking about, how evil it's become, it has always been this way. It will always be this way. The first baseball cards ever were endorsements. Right. Right. I mean, they they, when they were done selling tickets for big baseball games, they have advertisements all over the outfield. They still do today when they were done selling tickets. Oh, there's no more tickets to sell. What can we do? How about we just sell tickets and put fans on the field? Right. They took fans on the field, put a rope in between the fans and the field to sell more tickets. I remember as a kid watching the Chicago Blackhawk games on TV, not the home games. Just the road games. Because if they showed the home games on TV, what's your incentive to go there? Right. They had them blacked out locally because they didn't want people to... They wanted to make sure people had to go to the game and pay the ticket price to watch their team. Not see it for free locally. You know, when I first moved here 20 years ago, people said, oh, you a Blackhawks fan? I said, no, I'm a Blue Jacket fan now. I have no affinity. I have no relationship with the Blackhawks because of things like that. Because when they made the playoffs when I was a kid, you had to pay. It was called Hawk Vision. You had to pay to watch the playoff games. It was $100. It was $100 back in like 87. Wow. Yeah. Just to watch playoff (laughs) games on TV. This model has always existed. What do you think cable is? 
Well, that's just it. I mean, this is the latest version of a thing. And I could understand if you're someone in your, I don't know what age group, but certainly above 50 or 60 years old, you've done all those things, right? You've gone from broadcast TV to satellite or cable to buying the internet and then having to like subscribe to, I don't know, whatever your local team's newspaper is because now they charge you to read that and and everything suddenly has a charge and everything has a thing and oh, you want to hear something about your team? Go listen to this podcast. Oh, it's only on The Athletic and you got to pay for that subscription. I could see if someone hits their breaking point with now even just watching a simple football game, I have to pay something. What I don't understand is people in the business or certainly people who are going to do it anyway saying, this is the most horrible thing to ever happen no, in the NFL, and it's a, it's a it's a bridge too far. No, it's it's an it's the next bridge they're likely to build because they've been building stuff like this the entire time. To your point, and when you, the consumer, say I've had enough and I'm going to stop supporting this, is when they'll stop. Well, yeah. If one million of you signed up for Peacock this past weekend, it would have been a disaster, and well, you'd never see it again. They also would have made like. You know what, seven eight million dollars, but instead, conservatively, they probably had sixteen to eighteen million people sign up for Peacock or at least log in for a time where they hadn't been subscribed before. If every one of those people paid the six bucks, go ahead and do the math on that. I'll let you wait. That's close to a hundred million dollars. It's nine well, that's figures. Just, they that's made. just six bucks. I mean, the advanced here without the commercials well, and all that, that, it's like twelve dollars. I'm isn't saying, it? but or we had, I mean. You know, we had people here in the office who said, yeah, I just went ahead and bought the whole year because I figure they're going to put some other college football and basketball games on there yes, I want to watch. And, and they will. You're right. And this is cable, guys. We paid for cable for all these years. Look, it's, I, it I, sucks. I, I know I agree, it sucks. It sucks. But, you know, I, I almost under I understand it from this perspective. When Big Ten Network first started, you know, we're doing shows, we're taking calls and they got a Buckeye game on Big Ten Network and fans were freaking out. And I understand why. Because the cable companies were not carrying Big Ten Network. And you didn't have freedom of choice. You either had cable or you didn't. Right. Maybe you could get a dish, right? But a lot of people live in buildings where you can't put a dish up. You had no choice. You had to go by what your cable company gave you. And I understand why people were frustrated because they could not get Big Ten Network. Everybody can get this. It's just, do you want to pay for it? Yeah. And in the local markets, it's free. It's on NBC TV in the local markets. Yeah, I, I again, I understand people getting sick of jumping through hoops. I also think the way we are working now with the way the NFL is. Yeah, this is on Roger Goodell. Roger Goodell paid all this was paid all this money. The NFL owners, more specifically, were paid all this money. Roger Goodell just wrangles them. That's who's responsible for this. They all want this TV cash. They are pushing Roger to get Goodell to get as much TV money as he can. So when someone approaches him and says, hey, uh, we will gladly give you tens of or hundreds of millions of dollars for the rights to this, but we are going to put one of these games on a digital stream only and make everybody pay for it. Are you okay with that? NFL owners looked at each other and said, absolutely. How much are you paying again? Like they, they want the money that these TV networks have. TV networks want this product because they want to get people on to their apps. The only reason any of that happens is because you and me and every other NFL fan goes along with 90% of this. To this point, right now we got the Bills and Steelers on here in the building, watching on TV. Like we said in the last break, there's, I don't know, three feet of snow in the stands of parts. People are shoveling their way to their seats because they couldn't get all the snow cleared out. 
when they canceled or postponed this game from Saturday or Sunday yesterday, so let's give it an extra day so they can clear out some of the stuff so it'll be safe for fans to go. There were a lot of people who said, that's BS. Let these fans get in there and watch this game. What do we care about fans? If the fans want to go, they'll go. If they don't want to go, they don't have to go. Some of those same people were then complaining and saying, I can't believe you're making me pay $6 to watch an NFL game. I'd pay $6 before I drive through three feet of snow in a blizzard and shovel out my driveway and then shovel out all these other streets and then shovel out the stadium to go watch a game. I'm just saying, which one do we want? Do we want fans who are passionate and care? Because if so, this is what we're going to get. We're going to get people digging out of their driveways and going to these games. And we're also going to get the networks charging you 6 bucks to watch because they know you'll do it. If we stop doing it, they will stop doing it. But we won't because we love this product. So... Like anyone who's got a good product, they're going to keep making more and more and ways to make money off it's it. It's always been this way. I understand it's frustrating, but professional sports has always been this way. How can we get more money out of these people? Yeah, we, man. We, we are the consumers. When we stop, then they'll stop. I mean, I think they still do this some places, but a lot of a lot of teams have, I think, moved on from this model. But remember when in the 90s, everyone was building new stadiums for football and basketball and hockey and sometimes baseball, too. They did this where they would say, yeah, just to get in here, you have oh, to pay PSLs. us yeah. a private seat license, which is thousands of dollars. How many tickets do you get for your PSL? Zero. That's just the, the opportunity, That's the to, opportunity buy. to buy your season tickets. That's been in existence for at least 25, maybe 30 years. Like, that's BS. But that's not... Well, my father-in-law did that at the shot. That's not the average person that has to do that, because average people are saying, I'm not I'm not spending all that money to go... You know, that's, that's for the Richie Riches who could do that. Right. We're now getting to the point where they're saying, we think we can go down to everyone in the fan base and charge for this product, and people will go watch it. I Again, I'm with you that it sucks. I'm also not understanding why everyone is being blindsided by this because you and I have been talking about it and everybody else in sports has been acknowledging these TV deals keep getting bigger and bigger and bigger. They can't make the money off of them without doing stuff. Well, like right. This. And then, you know, NBC touts the success of this, like, Oh, 23 million people. And it's the, it broke the internet and all this other stuff. People are, can you believe they have the goal to talk about how successful this was? Yes, because that was the plan. this is what networks do. When people watch Monday Night Football, ESPN PR comes out with a statement and says, look how many people watch Monday Night Football. By the way, give us your advertising dollars. Right. That's what I, NBCs do. Not only do they get the money from the subscription, they have people advertising on these games. So, of course, right. they're going to tout how popular it is. They want your dollars, advertising dollars, consumer dollars. It is a business. Not to get too deep with it, but this is how business works. The good side of business, to some degree, is if you want food in your mouth in a 10 minutes, piping hot, someone has a business that will get the food to you in like 10 minutes. Downside is those businesses also say, we think we can gouge people here. We think we can get a little extra money out of them here. Me, though. And, and, and if we don't say, no, absolutely not, we're not doing it, then they, they go ahead I, and do I, it. I guarantee you, most of the people that are bitching and moaning about this, too, if there was a political candidate that came out and said, you know what, capitalism, not a fan. <laughs> right, we're going to get rid of that. Right. They'd be so freaked <laughs> out. This is capitalism. What you have here, kids, is America. It's unf- That's what this right is. Right or wrong, whatever you don't like about it, the system has been here. We're just seeing people using it to new levels we haven't seen before. But, uh, yeah, I don't know if you want to get too down the road, but go look at how your Amazon package gets there in two hours.
it, go talk to those workers who do that. There's an ugly side to all the good stuff you like, and this is the ugly side of the NFL. You're paying money now to watch these games. Why? Because it's successful. This is the government should step in. <laughs> You're going to draw the line at six dollar football games. Are you saying the government right. should seize the means of oh, oh production? Okay. Hang on, Karl Marx. Okay, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. All right, That's- college football news coming up next. Common Man and T Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. Sponsored by Meister's Bar and Pizza, home of the Grandview Browns backers. There's an accident on the right side of northbound 71 on the south side at Greenlawn Avenue, causing some slowdowns. And you'll hit a 20-minute delay due to an accident blocking three lanes on northbound 71 on the north side after 5th Avenue. Traffic is stop and go from 670. This report is sponsored by Mattress Firm. At Mattress Firm's once-a-year sale and clearance, you can save up to 60% on select mattresses, plus score a free adjustable base on qualifying purchases. Here's to better sleep in 2024. The right mattress matters, and mattress Mattress firm will find yours. I'm Nicole for 97.1 The Fan Traffic. Today's special value is three hours of stupid. You're listening to Common Man and T-Bone. Happy Monday. Yes, we're live today. Happy Martin Luther King Jr. Day. Um, We have football going on right now. As a matter of fact, we have live sports, so I'm going to play this. Bills up on the Stillers, 7 nothing. There you go. Seven minutes left to go in the first. That's right. Good job, Bills. Uh, and then tonight, it is Eagles and Bucks. Catch all the action right here on the fan. I have to burp. Oh. Well, go ahead and do that. Get it out. The Chargers are interviewing Jim Harbaugh today. So there's that. That's, um, I mean, I'm not surprised, right? I mean, No, this is his first of what I assume to be many interviews. I also enjoy that those losers up there in Michigan, and by losers, I mean the fans who will defend this guy no matter what. But again, he won him a championship, so now you have a reason to defend him, but before hey, you didn't. if he was my guy, I'd defend him. I don't know if I would defend him. Because he went. Yes, he, you would. I don't know if I would defend the cheating. I would say, well, he cheated, but who cares? It's college football. I wouldn't say, like, it didn't happen. I would say, yeah, it probably did happen, and All also... Right. And you laugh at everybody else. Hate. Yeah, that's right. But what I will say is... How many years in a row has this guy interviewed for a job and then ultimately decided to come back? I don't think that's happening this time. That's because nobody was serious about hiring him. Yeah, well, now they are. And I would be surprised if he does not end up... I mean, he's got multiple teams that are very interested in him. I do think the Chargers make a lot of sense there because you've got a, I believe, ready-made quarterback. Yeah, you got a franchise win for you. You're paying him. Yeah. He's under contract. And that's what they want. And and by the way, Jim Harbaugh's tenure in the NFL, I don't think he has more than a four to six year window before he burns out at a place. Not him personally, but the message burns out. That's why he's effective in college is that he gets, he can get players to buy in a little easier because there's just a short amount of time you have to deal with him. But when you're there with eight year, nine year guys who've been with you, eventually the message gets stale from Jim Harbaugh, I'm guessing. So but I think he goes to a place like that. It's let's see how quickly you can turn this around in two to three years. Maybe you're competing for a Super Bowl. Hey, Teddy, we uh, we spent some time earlier today talking about your Cowboys because mm-hmm. you know they crapped all over themselves. They sure did. And it looks like Mike McCarthy's going to get fired. He should get fired. And there's Bill Belichick's name out there. But I mean, would you be surprised if they kicked the tires on Harbaugh? 
I would not be surprised, and I've seen some cowboy fans that were like wanting him. I I do not want that. Well, I know you don't something. want that, but I mean, <laughs> but, but, Jerry is yeah. about making splashes and getting the best available yeah. guy out there. We focus on Belichick, but perhaps Harbaugh is the best available yeah, guy out yeah. there. You're right; it could be. I I wouldn't mind uh, if you're going down that road. Go to uh, check on Vrabel as well. Well, that's true enough, right? The fact that you already have in New England who they're going to go with, right? They've already made that decision. Gerard Mayo. Yeah, yeah, it's done. So Rabel is, a, I think, one of the other great names out there if you're looking for it. And we, your guy, Teddy, there in Dallas, Dan Quinn, who a lot of people seem to be very high on because... I, if you saw yesterday's game, I'm not sure why. <laughs> well, but before that, a lot of people have said this is a guy who might be able to, you know, as Albert Breer has brought up and others, Seattle's a landing spot that I, people are thinking he might go to. I wonder if Seattle would be interested in bringing in Harbaugh from the sense of, well, we last guy we brought in from college did pretty well. Maybe we do that again. I don't know. But certainly I think there are quite a few intriguing possibilities for all these guys. Former Washington State quarterback Cam Ward is off to Miami. Now, if you're saying, wait a second, I thought he declared for the draft. He did. So he entered the portal, mm-hmm. then declared for the draft, did not hire an agent, and so now he is signed with the Miami Hurricanes. All right. Uh, I don't know if he, you know, declared for the draft and then heard like laughter on the other end of the phone. <laughs> or maybe, I don't know. Or maybe he got a call that said we can pay you a decent amount of money yeah, to come that, here to Miami that and check play. Cleared at Miami. Yeah, but anyway, he is staying in college football. He is going to Miami, and Washington has hired Jed Fish away from Arizona to be their head ball coach. He did a good job at Arizona, uh, especially with some. You know, pretty mitigating circumstances there, but yeah, I think I think he has a very good opportunity in Washington to do something good. Knows that area or that region to recruit for it. So, yeah, now he has to go into the Big Ten and try to win in a bigger conference than what the Pac-12 was. We'll see how he does. By the way, that uh, Jim Harbaugh thing. Yeah, the Chargers have tweeted out the following: We've completed an interview with Jim Harbaugh for head coach. So, I'm guessing they're going to do this for all the candidates they interview, just to keep their fans apprised of what's going on. But I don't recall seeing that in the past. No, I've never NFL seen team that saying, before. We've done the interview. It's on our Twitter. It's official. Here's a link to the story that we talked to him. Next. Like, I, I just, I've not seen that At before. At what point will they just start sharing notes from the interview? <laughs> and here's how it went. Our coaching highlight, or coaching interview highlights brought to you by, yes, whatever, get-go. There was a crumble cookie box that was brought in for this meeting. Everyone enjoyed a variety of different cookie samples. Harbaugh they should have said, their in-stadium interviewer talk to Jim Harbaugh, right? Like Post like, it up on the yeah, website. Almost like a post game where it's like, so how do you think it went in there today? It's like, ah, you know, uh, competed, did the best we could. Uh, you know, tough questions. There's a lot of questions there, and I, I think I answered them the best I could. But, uh, you know, we're going to look at the film, and uh, I'll talk more about that next week. Mm-hmm. You laugh. We're not far away we're from We're not this. far away from it. We're, we're going to be there at some point. All right, I have a fat boy food tip. Tip! Coming up for you next i'm going to tell you in advance it's not a good one and it upset my wife very much because there's a particular item that she enjoyed and now it's gone from a certain fast food establishment oh no i'll tell you about it next common man and t-bone on the fan fan traffic sponsored by meister's bar and pizza home of the grand view browns backers Watch out for about a 40-minute delay due to an accident blocking two right lanes on northbound 71 on the north side after 5th Avenue. Traffic is stop and go from East Broad Street. And still that disabled semi on the right side of the south outer belt westbound 270 ramp to Alum Creek Drive. 
This report is sponsored by Taco Bell. Taco Bell's new cravings value menu is a big deal. Or rather, it's 10 big deals. From new items like the loaded nachos to familiar favorites like the spicy potato soft taco. Check it out at a participating Taco Bell today. Available for a limited time only while supplies last. I'm Nicole for 97.1 The Fan Traffic. Barely famous, incredibly stupid. This is Common Man and T-Bone. Happy Monday. Yes, we're live three hours a day, every single day. Do it! Or rotten hell for all eternity. It's your choice. You know, some people say that the third Monday in January is the most depressing day of the year. Oh, yeah? That's today. I didn't realize It is that. the third Monday in January. So, I mean, if you watched the Buckeye basketball game earlier, that maybe backs that up. <laughs> that was that was pretty tough to but watch. But it's a nice, bright, sunny day out there. A little nippy, but I'm in a good mood. Yeah. I mean, I'm feeling better than I have the last few days, just in part because I got a day between me and the Browns' epic playoff collapse. But Timmy, how's your mood today? Feeling good? Mood's good. Teddy? Yeah. I mean, your Cowboys took a crap, but today's a new day, right? Yeah, and I'm just happy because I got the disappointment out of the way. I don't have to, you know, string it along for the next two weeks because they would have done something stupid either next week or the week after, right? So now it's done and I can move on. I got to tell wow, you, two, look at that. two things, <laughs> two things that I'm grateful for today. Two things. Uh, first of all, we have two Cowboy fans, big Cowboy fans here at the radio station. Panama Ted and the Boatman. Now, if you're listening to last week's show... We told you that the Bode man dropped his nuts in the staff meeting. I mean, he he's a soft-spoken guy, but he had some things to say, and I saw a whole new side of him, and I'm attracted to it. And then I come in today, and he's ranting raving about the Cowboys, saying, I don't care. Move the team. Blah, blah, blah. I, I'm excited for this new Bode man. Oh, yeah. That excites was, me. I don't know if it's a new Bode man. I think, well, it's the one that he's letting us in on now. I'm saying, like, Bode has... Uh, you sit down and talk to him. He's got a lot of thoughts on his teams at all times. Bodie and don't play that game. No, he's not. He's not ready for. He's not going to tolerate any type of mediocrity from the Dallas Cowboys, which I greatly appreciate. Move him to Fort Worth and call him the Fort Worth effers. <laughs> Is that right? <laughs> he was. Good. He was. He was angry, up, man. He was effing up a storm back there. Again. I know. He's angry, yeah. and I, I like I to see him. It. Also, Ryan Baker is here. Ryan Baker. It is. Seven degrees outside, he's wearing shorts. Let him live, There's, man. There's not a weather condition, No, I think, that could put pants on this man. And that makes me happy. Well, here's the only thing we haven't seen here, which is, and, I, and we probably never will, is the Bills' level of snow that they have at that stadium where it's, like, if you had to walk in here through, like, a half a foot or a foot Look of snow. how fun that looks. They're throwing snow up in the air right now. I'm watching them right now. <laughs> That's an atmosphere. They're actually just trying to get to the bathroom. They have to shovel their way to the bathroom right now. That's a there. game. That's an atmosphere. I agree with you. It sure, it sure is. They're not playing in the Hoosier Dome today. No. No. That's football. That's right. That's football. You think their pipes aren't bursting all over the place? <laughs> There's pee <Yeah>. everywhere. <laughs> it's it's fine. Frozen. It's frozen, Timmy. It's frozen, frozen pee. Frozen piss. You bring it's okay. Your, you bring your pee skates and you skate around on the frozen pond of pee. They're, yeah, light, right. they're lighting tables on fire outside, jumping on those. They're, yeah. they're selling pee rods and telling you that it's an experience. Pee, pee rods? Pee rods? Yeah, because they freeze so fast. They're just sticks. Oh, oh I, I see. I see. 
Did you see? So you pee, it freezes instantly. Absolutely. You break, you break I it off. It. I got it. Did you, everybody's got the stories now, fans that have gone to some of these games. And I had asked, you know, some of the Buckeye fans, you know, what your coldest game experiences were. Because here in Ohio, there's some pretty severe ones. I know Kevin McGuff, the Ohio State women's basketball coach, he was at the famous Cincinnati Bengals game where it was negative 59 degrees. He was a kid in the, the stadium. Wind, the wind chill was negative 59. The, yes, wind yeah. chill, negative 59. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you, you poo-poo the wind chill. No, I no, see. I don't poo-poo the wind chill. I'm <laughs> saying <laughs> the way if you're the saying air that. temperature was negative 59. No, we'd all be dead. Yeah. Right. <laughs> we'd all be dead. Right. You go out there and you just die. But there was a, an Instagram vid that made the rounds where somebody grabbed a bottle of smart water out of the cooler. You could call it a warmer for at Arrowhead Stadium with the air temp. They took the bottle, held it in front of the camera, and in a matter of four seconds, the top to bottom, it just turned into ice. A block of in ice. In real time. It's, it's incredible. I saw the beers also just billowing yeah, over the top and then freezing into beer popsicles like almost instantly. And then Jake Gyllenhaal and Dennis Quaid came. Mm. Wasn't Did that they? day after tomorrow? Was that? Yes. After them, I forgot about yes. that. Remember in, where he, yes. he was in New York and everything freezes it was like freeze, instantly? It was chasing them. It was getting so cold. Yes. That the freeze was chasing them. Was and he ducked in into like a Wendy's no, or something. That. It, was was Jill, it was Jake Gyllenhaal oh, okay. and Dennis Quaid. It was Armageddon. <laughs> <laughs> no, there was some kind of movie like that. Oh, whatever. It doesn't matter. Who Who did you say? Ben Affleck. He was, ben in, a, Affleck. he was in like an end of the, like everything's disaster movie. Yeah, that was not, Armageddon. No, not that one. There was another one. Pearl I promise Harbor? you. Yeah, that's right. Stanley Tucci was in Tucci. one Tucci. Tucci. called The Core, where they go to the Earth's core. I forgot all about that. Didn't see that one? You see the sequel? The, the Crust? <laughs> the Core. The Mantle? You got your core. You got your crust. Part three, Mantle. You got the Mantle. <laughs> Mickey. The <Yeah>. Mick. <laughs> sure. Give Romsky's out of the stadium. Not looking good for the Steelers so far. Bills up 14-0 in the first quarter. That's got to warm it. your heart bone. It does. Dalton Kincaid with a nice big touchdown catch there. Hey, if your Thomas team's Kincaid. not going to win. Yes, he's painter of light. Paint, painting winter landscapes. <laughs> <laughs> well, he is today. That's a nice picture Dalton Kincaid's painting. I love it. How many people do you think in the stands no. today? Because they're like, they're stuck in snow. Like, you get to your seat. Oh, you just go right and there, then don't you? That's, that's what I mean. It's like Harry and Lloyd driving through right. the mountains. Just go, just man. Go, man. Yeah, warms you up. Oh. What are you doing? <laughs> Why do you need to even go to the bathroom? Just go, man. Listen, you're going to light yourself on fire as soon as you leave anyway, right? There's probably a table you can burn through. I'm just saying, you don't need those clothes after today. Just just set it all on fire. All after right, the fat game. boy food tip. Yes, give it to me. Uh, my wife was very upset about this because she gets it quite often. Taco Bell has discontinued the Chipotle Ranch Grilled Chicken Burrito. Oh, oh no. It's gone. No. It was a fantastic value. $2. The only burrito that had lettuce. And again, I don't say, oh, lettuce is healthy. No. I'm saying from a texture standpoint, a nice crunch in there. Well, it had those uh, tortilla strips in it. Also good crunch. Yeah. Had grilled chicken, obviously. Had the Chipotle mayo in there. And it had uh, just cheese in there as well. Lettuce. I, I got that thing... About every time I went, the last very few, good the last few years, and now months, it's whatever. now it's dead. Was this part of their revamped yeah. value meal? So they got rid of it. Make the new value menu. <sighs> That's how doesn't this thing have kind of McRib type of reputation? Amongst I mean, you're, Taco you're, Bell lovers, you're looking at two fat asses right here. Yeah, today. I mean that's all I, I need it. to hear. That's all I need I to love see. That thing.
I, I will say I did have the I didn't get the double decker taco thing, but I did get the flatbread chicken chipotle thing, and it's fine. It's just not. You will go today? No, I had it. They already. It's already out. Like I went. Oh, the it's other, out. I went on Saturday, and they had the new menu, and I forgot to get the double decker taco, but I did get that chipotle chicken flatbread, and it's fine. It's it's how could it be bad? Yeah. Right? It's the, delicious. The, the double sack taco. That's like the soft shelled taco. Yeah, with a with hard a shell, layered cheese yeah, in between. Layer. I I wanted to get that, and I just didn't think of it until after I got home. Uh, and go okay. back. Is no, it a no. layer of cheese or a layer of beans? I think it's layer cheese. cheese. It's cheese, cheese, not beans. In between the two tortillas. Yeah, they have a well, different. Well, they had a different one that was the layer with of beans, beans, though. But right? That's not this one. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, they're calling this like a. I don't know, like a. It's not. I think it's, it's called the double stack taco. Is it okay? Is the official name? They I'm also, a big fan of soft tacos enveloping. A hard shell taco. I like it's that too. Tremendous. It's a great. You get well, your soft and your crunchy who, all who in does one. That? Uh, Cheesy gordita crunch is yeah, awesome. Yeah, that. love that. Condado does that. Do they? They mm-hmm. have a lot of tacos like that on the menu. Yeah. Oh, don't. Uh, they brought some by not too long ago. I want to say. Ago. I want to say. Um, local Cantina does that with the crunch wheezy. I they think do. Yeah, yeah, they, got, they got yeah. a crunch wheezy. Yeah, very which good. Is yeah. Excellent. Yeah, I'm. I'm a big fan. I got all right tacos tonight. Thank you for getting me back onto all that. I appreciate it. By the way, Taco Bell. That is my NFL where I am sitting here complaining about the fact they're taking this off and the you'll, menu. You'll be there in and five I, minutes. I will be there as soon as the show's over. I'm like, I can complain about it, but I'm still going to go there and buy all the Taco Bell I want because I love Taco Bell. We went to eat McDonald's on Saturday. Mm-hmm. So we're sitting in there and we're eating inside. All right. And so we have these conversations as a family. If you could have an unlimited gift card, so it's free. To any fast food establishment of your choice. It must have a window. All right? Okay. Must have a drive through window. It's unlimited. It's free. It's also no calories. Oh, boy. Oh. So it's free. Oh, boy. No limit. No calories. Which one are you picking? I'm going to shock you. What? Arby's. It's a good pick. It is. You know, I enjoy Arby's. However, you are just throwing away breakfast. I am, but you know what? Because I'm not a you huge can do, breakfast you can, guy. Like I'm not. I'm not. I don't. The fast food breakfast thing is a little bit. As much as I like the bagel sandwiches at McDonald's, I am saying I can do without that to get some of the stuff they have at at Arby's. But all right, Timmy, what was your what was your pick? So I might I might shock you, and and you have to think about where the restaurants are too. Like Absolutely. if you travel and they're not there, Absolutely. So that, the, McDonald's just seems. Is that going to be your pick? Are you going to pick yeah. McDonald's just because to me it's the, the most consistent? And is. I like McDonald's breakfast, and I would double dip. I would go for every meal of the day. Well, since you have, are taking McDonald's, I'm going to pretend that I can't take them, and I will go. No, you don't have to pretend. I know I don't have to pretend, but He's I'm going radio. to. Radio. I, I like want. This. I want some Culvers. Oh, I, that's, that's a really good call. I get the top notch dairy as well. The ice cream, the cheese See, that, curds, but the again, burgers you're, you're sacrificing are just premium. Though. I'm sacrificing breakfast. Now here's here's the good news, and it's not available nationwide. I want to say, but it's available here all throughout you've the got, Midwest. You've got one close to you all throughout the Midwest. I want to say Culver is doing it right. They're open at ten. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, so you can open. start you can start getting your lunch food <laughs> you, early. You don't like eating lunch at eleven. No, I, I do eat lunch at 11. I'm saying you would eat earlier if it were allowed, if the restaurant's open oh, I, I like to eat early. Yeah. I will tell you, I think the Culver's thing, the Arby's thing that I picked, the, the good with those is this. You said it's free. Free. And no calories. Right. So from a standpoint of cost, Arby's and Culver's are two of the most expensive fast food restaurants in the game right now. That's I mean, right. It's, it is ridiculous to go there. But also, 
like at Culver's, you can get from a calorie standpoint, if you are looking to get satiated and full, I'm not saying it's healthy. I'm saying if there were no calories to these, you could eat whatever you want. You go to Culver's, you can have a giant thing of custard. You can have a double bacon cheeseburger, all that stuff. Also, if you're in the shrimp. Well, yeah, if you're in the mood for like a fish sandwich, Mm -hmm. if you want chili curds, yeah, you want chili. They got all that stuff there. They got, you know, all kinds of different things. Arby's, the roast beef sandwiches, of course, they got all their chicken things, but you can also get a burger now for you. uh, They do have a burger if you want that, but they also have their mozzarella sticks. Excellent. They have those uh, turnovers, those apple turnovers. Mm -hmm. It would telling you right now, I don't know how many calories are in them. I don't care. They're fantastic. And you can get your mocha shakes, which are like a thousand calories. But if no calories with this plan you're on, great. I would do that. Teddy, what's your place? Well, I would do McDonald's because I think that's just the, the obvious choice and you can get everything there. But if we're doing the radio game where you take McDonald's, Bones got what, Arby's and Timmy took Culver's. Culver's, I would go Wendy's after that. Oh, Again, Wendy's, Wendy's is a good call. choice because Wendy's has breakfast. Yes. A lot of they variety. And they have the and they have the chicken stuff. They have all the burgers you want. I'm surprised that among the four of us here, nobody chose Taco Bell because I know how much we all love Taco Bell. Yeah, but I think the thing is Taco Bell's among the options that are there. They you you put five bucks at Taco Bell. I think it goes further than most places. Yeah, it's good. I want my wife to stop being such a hater of it too. She oh, hates yeah, Taco Bell. She hates Taco, Taco Bell. Bell. Why is that? One of the best nights of my life was when I convinced her to, on a date night. We had Taco Bell and then went and saw the Abraham Lincoln Daniel Day Lewis movie. <laughs> just was, like in the old days. It was just the perfect juxtaposition of that movie, Taco Bell. What does she object to it? She just is a hater. She okay, hates right. White Castle, hates Taco Bell. She doesn't know what she's talking about. She doesn't like to slum it. She perceives those restaurants as beneath her. Yeah. Right? Mm. But yet she married me. Well, <laughs> that's right. What happens when you knock him up, Timmy? Mm. <laughs> She's right. stuck. She's stuck. She's stuck. All right, Buckeye dipped his toe in the portal. Now he's back. Yep. Details next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. Sponsored by Meister's Bar and Pizza. Home of the Grandview Browns backers. Still watch out for that disabled semi on the right side of the South Outer Belt westbound 270 ramp to Alum Creek Drive and a 35-minute slowdown due to an accident blocking two right lanes on northbound 71 on the north side after 5th Avenue. Traffic is stop and go from I-70. This report is sponsored by Scooter's Coffee. We all agree coffee is great, but becoming a franchisee with Scooter's Coffee is amazing. Bring specialty coffee and job opportunities to your area today. Scooter's Coffee, amazing people, amazing drinks, amazingly fast. Find out more at ownascooters.com. I'm Nicole for 97.1 The Fan Traffic. Murdering brain cells one show at a time. Back to Man and Bone. Happy Monday. It is Yikes Monday. Yikes at 534. Uh, What was I going to say to you? Oh, I saw this. Schefter tweeted this out. This is the news we've all been waiting for today. Yes. The Seahawks have requested a head coaching interview with Giants offensive coordinator Mike Kafka. Oh, good. Why? I don't know. (laughs) I mean, even if you like the Giants offense, let's say... Wouldn't you think Brian Dayball has a little bit more to do with that? First of all, you don't like the Giants. I know, but I'm just saying, even if that is a thing you like, would I don't know. I don't, whatever. I'm not sure what's going on there. I mean, he's not, there's no way in hell Mike Kafka's getting this job. 
And I understand that, you know, you want to go through the process and all that. But also, I like you, you're doing this on Zoom, right? Oh, they are? I'm, I'm, I'm guessing. No. Are I you mean, really going to fly a guy out from New York City to go to Seattle for a job he's not going to get? And if Mike Kafka's, why does Mike Kafka want to go there? I mean, because it's an NFL head coaching job. He, but he knows he's not going to get it. No, but you got to take the interviews so your name gets out there. So people are like, you know, he interviewed for a few jobs last you know year. How Maybe your he name gets out there being good. Uh, dude, I'm with you. I'm 100% with you on that. But that's not how the world works or the NFL for that matter, sadly, because I don't know. I would tend to think that that is more important is what your team actually does on the field, not how many times you got interviewed before they go, you know, maybe that's who we should interview. Look at all these other teams. Can you passed imagine on Giants fans of all fans? If you say congratulations or Seahawks, you know what? Scratch what I just said. Okay. Forget about it. All right. Good. Uh, Buckeye wideout Bryson Rogers is returning to OSU after previously entering the portal. Played okay. two games as a true freshman this past season. Um, right. I mean, we don't see a lot of guys pop in the portal and then pop on right back. But, but, they, but that is always an option. Of, of course it is. And I don't know if, you know, he just thought about it and said, you know what? I, this team is just too good. Why would I leave? Everybody's coming back. Uh, there's an increased role for me in theory next year. New quarterback. I'm giving it a go. Or, you know, we've seen a lot of guys maybe perhaps think that there's a lot of money out there for them. Then they get into that portal, and unless you're a quarterback, it's not really there. Yeah, I mean, I think you could even argue that for some of the quarterbacks, maybe it's not what they initially thought it was. But Well, you could say that, you know, Cam Ward. Cam Ward from Washington State popped in the portal and then maybe didn't see the money that he thought he was going to see and then said, I'm going to the NFL. They laughed at him. And so went back into the portal because maybe Miami had a little bit of a check there. Yeah. But I don't think it's as much probably as he thought it was going to be when he started this process. Do you? No. I, I tend to think that the way, and again, I have no inside knowledge on this. I'm just kind of reading the tea leaves here. Feels like a lot of boosters are saying, we would like to wait and see a little bit before we're going to pay a bunch of money. And it feels like a lot of the players are saying, you know, if I leave for what I thought would be like another quarter million dollars or something like bump from what I'm already getting that's not really out there so if I leave for let's say 25 or 30 grand more that's still a lot of money most people love to have an extra 25 or 30 grand but if you're a college football player who has dreams of getting to the NFL and the second you put your name in the portal you thought "Uh, I don't know if this is the right move and the money's not quite what you thought it was I can understand someone saying maybe I'll just stay put I got a pretty good shot where I am here to play. Like, I would assume he's going to have chances to play this year at Ohio State, right? If he already played as a freshman. I would think so. So I would think maybe you look at that and say, I have nothing guaranteed to me at other places and maybe a little bit more money, but I don't know. Let's give this new quarterback, new offensive coordinator thing a shot when that happens. And maybe it's better. And again, if next year he doesn't like where he is, he can still transfer out. Realistically. And I know that there were other factors at play here. It wasn't just, I'm getting a check. What do you think Kyle McCord got to go to Syracuse? Oh, gosh. I, I don't even know what he would got to be here in the first place. You know what I mean? I mean, I I, I would wager it's like I mean, close, you and I, you close and I to a million dollars, maybe? Really? I, I was going to say less than 30 grand. Oh, no. I, I, I really that. do. I think it's less than 30 grand. I don't think there's nearly as much money out there as people think. 
I think there's money out there. It's just, but like you said, it's, it's all going to the same four people. Well, right. It's going to certain positions. It's going to positions of need, or if you want to make a big splash. But yeah, I, I don't. You think Syracuse paid a million dollars for? Kyle I don't. Court? I don't know. I'm saying maybe it was. Maybe I'm saying it's closer to that than thirty grand. I would guess. Maybe it's more like half a million. But I'll, I'll come down off a million. I'm just saying. I could see a college football quarterback. You want to make a splash? You go get a college quarterback. I mean, who gets paid the most in the NFL? It's typically quarterbacks. So. I'm guessing college is starting to look at it that way. No, I can see that for a, a guy who you see as a true difference maker for a team that you think is on the cusp of winning a national championship. But Syracuse? Teddy, how much money do you think Kyle McCord got at Syracuse? I'm not sure. I was reading something about like $300,000, but I don't know if that's what he was getting before, like when he was here at yeah, Ohio I State. I have no idea what he was getting here yeah. is what I'm saying. Because so. like, yeah, because he was getting you know some endorsements here. Right. But I don't know if that three hundred thousand was before he left, you know, this past season, or what he's getting now at Syracuse. My my guess on the college football NIL stuff, and I don't know about basketball. I don't know about any of the other sports. I'm just talking specifically college football. My guess is that there is an amount of money that players are getting that is kind of now become built in, where you've got your boosters who want to do that. I think what you're hearing from the college football space, from the NIL space, is Oh wait, you want me to do more than that? You want me to up what I'm doing every year? You want to make this bigger and bigger and bigger? I think the people who thought it would go from three or four million for the team to five or six million to ten or twelve million. I mean, Ryan Day said it's going to take what was that uh, before last year that they need twelve, twelve or thirteen million dollars to keep the team together. Yeah, let's say that's what it was to keep this team together. I'm saying I don't think it's going to go next year to twenty million and then to twenty five right, million. Right. I think that's where people have kind of projected, oh man, every good buddy's going to be making, you know, 500 grand or a million. No. I think there are a lot of guys making less than 50 grand to play college football and who are getting deals like you do this, you get a car, you do this, you can get maybe an apartment or something, but it's not the same thing as I'm just going to drop $5 million on you for 10 position players. I don't think that's happening. Little Monday yikes. Coming up next, Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. Sponsored by Meister's Bar and Pizza, home of the Grandview Browns backers. We have an accident blocking three lanes on northbound 71 on the north side after Main Street. Stop and go traffic from I-70. And still that accident on northbound 71 on the north side. This one's after 5th Avenue, causing a 30-minute delay and stop and go traffic from East Broad Street. This report is sponsored by Mattress Firm. At Mattress Firm's once-a-year sale and clearance, you can save up to 60% on select mattresses, plus score a free adjustable base on qualifying purchases. Here's to better sleep in 2024. The right mattress mattress. And Mattress Firm will find yours. I'm Nicole for 97.1 The Fan Traffic. Happy to be wrong, which is good because they're always wrong. This is Man and Bone. Oh, it's Monday and we're here and we're live tonight on The Fan. Buckeye Show coming up at 6. It is Ryan Baker and Tyvis Powell. And then 7.30 tonight, Eagles, Buccaneers. Catch all the action right here on The Fan. By the way, I have two things for you. One, Steelers were driving in this game against the Bills. Got right down to the end zone. Yeah. Mason Rudolph throws a pick. Bad. Bills, though, got it, and they're driving, moving it out towards the 50. Yeah. There we go. Eight minutes left to go in the second quarter. Bills are up 14 to nothing. 
I also saw this story about uh, what will be with College Game Day, what will happen on College Game Day this year. Before we get into our uh, segment, it's not a segment. Yikes. Nick Saban is thought to be a possibility on College Game Day. As in, he could be on the show, not as a guest, but as a host. Okay. Now, the reason this is being talked about is because there was an article back in uh, New Year's Eve about Lee Corso and his role going forward with College Game Day, where he said he's 88 years old, and he said, I have no plans to retire, which you and I both said probably shouldn't be left up to him. You know, someone there might step in, but whatever. The thought is that there is a chance this year on game day is where they finally say, all right, Lee, we appreciate everything you've done, and you are welcome on the show. However, we will be doing the mascot thing with you, and that is it. And I don't mean he's a mascot. I mean, literally... The end of the thing, he'll do his little not so fast, my friend, and then put a mascot head on, and that's his only segment. If that happens, they would need someone else to possibly replace him in that former coach's role, and they believe Nick Saban is uh, the number one target that ESPN would have for that. Whether or not he wants to is another story, but there are there's a growing school of thought that he would want to do that as well. That would be uh, quite the thing. Yeah. I, I don't know. I'm not here to say that he'd be good or bad at it. I know that when he goes on with McAfee, he's personable. Maybe when he takes a step back from coaching, he can embrace sort of the fun aspect of all of this. But it would be interesting then because then ESPN would have Saban and Fox presumably would have Urban. Mm-hmm. And you have two of the grumpiest guys <laughs> right. as your TV coach guys. Yeah, but you know what? I will say the Urban thing kind of works in a way because no, it does. He's, everyone he's else there is it. so saccharine and just like, ah, well, you know, I got to tell you, I'm really excited. Ah. And then he's just there like, well, if they don't move the football. They're going to get annihilated this week. They suck. You know, he's just, he's a grumpy old coach and that's the role I could see Saban playing a little bit on that show if they did that. So that's not, not a terrible idea. Uh, bills are up 20 to nothing. Don't, now. don't look now. Yikes. Steelers fans. It's over. Gross. The, the glass slipper has broken right Gross and bad. You. I'm sorry. Yay. All right, yikes time. Rick Patino is the head man at St. John's. After they lost to Creighton by a point, the good old Rick wasn't in the mood to talk about the positives. He was asked if he felt good about the way his team played against the 22nd ranked team in the country. That would be Creighton. Uh, Rick said, no, I don't feel good. When we lose, I effing hate the world. Just so you understand that, no, I don't feel good. I've never felt good with a loss. Pardon my language. So I don't feel good. I don't believe in those valiant efforts on the road. No, I feel like I want to kill myself, jump in the cold, and die of frostbite. Yikes. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, The Browns' defense, Mike, uh, bad in their loss to the Texans. We know that. It was a big old yikes. But how about this? The Browns had the number one scoring defense in the regular season in the NFL at home. On the road, it was a different story. They ranked in scoring defense 32nd among 32 NFL teams. Yikes. Uh, Also a huh? Because I just find that to be shocking that that happened. That's a different segment. Different segment, I know. But yikes and huh. Also, the Browns allowed only 165 yards per game passing during the regular season on average. They gave up 236 to great rookie quarterback C.J. Stroud, but also rookie starting his first playoff game, C.J. Stroud. 236 yards in the first half of that game. That's one of the reasons you lost. Yikes. And huh. Teddy? The AP Top 25 college basketball teams had quite a rough week last week. 
In total, 14 of this past week's top 25 lost to unranked teams. Huh. Oh. I mean, I mean, yikes. <laughs> Teams ranked 1, 2, 3, 5, 6, 8, 9, 10, 11, 17, 19, 21, 23, and 25 all lost. Yikes! UConn and North Carolina were the only two teams in the top 11 to not lose to an unranked opponent. Yikes. You know what, Teddy? That kind of shows me the Buckeyes are built like a top 25 team. Except, they're, today, not, except they're not a no, top no, 25 team? Because today they lost to an unranked team as well. Yes. Just, just they're not a top 25 huh. team because they're... Huh? Huh? huh. Things were so cold in Kansas City for the Chiefs and Dolphins this weekend that a big chunk of Pat Mahomes' helmet broke off during the game after some contact. Yikes. Mahomes said he tried to stay in the game, but the rest rightfully saw that the piece of helmet was missing and stopped the action. There was a replacement helmet ready to go on the sidelines, but when Pat went to put it on, it wouldn't fit because it was frozen. <laughs> Yikes. Gotta keep those things in like a humidor. Well, don't they have? The, I mean, that's what they sit them on when you get to the bench. You put them on that little thing, and it's supposed to be a heater to keep them warm. I guess you gotta have the helmet be actively used to use that. I guess uh, it's been 379 days, Mike, since Ohio State men's basketball team won a true road game. That game was against Northwestern on January 1st of 2023. So technically, the basketball team at Ohio State, the men's team, has won. A true road game in 2023. They did it on the very first day of the year and then never did it again all of that year. We are now in 2024 and uh, not looking like anything's going to change in that regard. Yikes. So they can win in January is what you're telling they me. Did, they did. Yes, they've done it occasionally, but not often. Not, okay. not very often. All right. The Cowboys. Yikes. They are the Thanks, first. Ed. <laughs> there you go. First team to win twelve games in three straight seasons and failed to make the conference championship in any of them. Yikes! They haven't made it to the NFC Championship game since nineteen ninety five. Yikes! Bills are up twenty one nothing on the Steelers. Oh, you I, should see this touchdown! No, Josh Allen just what is it like a forty yard run? He just ran oh, for fifty two. Fifty two. Yeah, it was big. We, you know, we haven't had a lot of good games this weekend. No. They've all been kind of crap. Just mm-hmm. one. Yeah. Lions, Rams. Lions, Rams. Rams. Yeah. Really yeah. good. Lions, yeah. Rams. All right. One more for me. Yes. I was sitting in the office today watching both the Jackets and the Buckeyes play. During one particularly frustrating Buckeye possession, I flung out my leg and hit my ankle right on the corner of a metal corner of my desk. As I yelled in pain, all T-Bone and Teddy could do was yell about what they were seeing on the screen, not at all concerned with my now broken ankle. After further review, my ankle was not broken, nor did it even really leave a mark. But in the moment, it hurt like hell, and my friends abandoned me. So, yikes. Sat right there with you the entire time. And laughed at me. That's right. Uh, Ohio State women's hockey. They played Minnesota's women's hockey team on Friday night and beat them 7 to nothing. That's not bad, but how about this? For game two, they again play Minnesota. That's how it works in women's hockey. They play back-to-back, same opponent. Uh, they beat them six to one on Saturday for a combined score of thirteen to one. Minnesota must suck. Well, man, here's the thing: both these games were on the road against the Gophers, who was the number two team in the country. Who's number one? You already know, Coach Muzz and Ohio State women's hockey. This is a positive yikes, and they smoked the competition. No one's on their level. Put him in the NHL. Let's go. Yikes. Yeah. Follow that, Teddy. Yeah, that's right, Ted.
All right. I saw this in The Athletic about the Blue Jackets. Saturday, it marked the two-year anniversary of the last time a Blue Jackets goaltender had a shutout. Yikes. That was done by Elvis, who made 31 saves in a 6 to nothing win in Carolina. Since then, the Blue Jackets have played 172 games without getting a shutout. Yikes. That's a franchise record, by the way. The Islanders have had 18 shutouts since the Blue Jackets last kept an opponent off the scoreboard. Yikes. The NHL record for games played between shutouts, that goes to the Quebec Nordiques, who played 317 games without one. Well, we got a ways to go, though. Yeah, we do have a ways to go, right. but yikes. That's... Jackets won today. Shootout victory against the Canuke. There we go. Canuke! Enjoy that, Michael Buble. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How about that? My good friend, Michael Buble. Mm. All right. Uh, Backpage is coming up next. What else is I going to say? Nothing. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. Sponsored by Meister's Bar and Pizza. Home of the Grandview Browns backers. There's a 15-minute slowdown caused by an accident blocking the two right lanes on northbound 71 on the north side after 5th Avenue. Traffic is stop and go from 670. And watch out for a disabled vehicle blocking the right lane on westbound 70 on the west side after 315. Emergency crews are on scene. This report is sponsored by Ohio Laborers and Ohio Lesset. Ohio Laborers would like to congratulate member of the week, Timothy Birch. Laborers Local 530 Sainsville. Timothy is a proud 34-year member. Member, working for Shelly and Sands. Build Ohio right, build it union. I'm Nicole for 97.1 The Fan Traffic. And Buckeye Show coming up at the top of the hour. Ryan Baker filling in for Timmy, who was doing Buckeye basketball duty today. Hello, my friend. Gentlemen, how are we today? I'm looking at you and your exposed calves today. <laughs> yeah. There's never going to be a situation where you put pants on it was a brisk walk from the car to the uh the 20 feet that is from the car to the building but there are situations like if i was going to be out there today for an extended amount of time i would have pants on but it's 72 and sunny in here mike what happens if the car breaks down and what do you do i have a pair of sweatpants and an extra coat in the car just in case thinking ahead Uh, if you're if you're prepared then i think that's that's the only concern I usually have is when I leave the house is what happens if this all goes sideways? Yep. Then what do I do? They're right there in the back with my tools and my lighters and my <laughs> rock salt, just in case. Okay. So you can Now, what happens it? if Yellowstone erupts? Then what do we do? Then we're just... We're all, I mean, there's nothing we can do, right? No, I, I don't mean, think so. I, think, just, I don't think we're affected by that. I mean, the whole world is affected by that. <laughs> I, mean, the, I think the, we're affected by it. The principal blast. Oh, I see. I think we survive the blast. You know, then there's... You know, ash and winter for 25 years. Sure. And then we'll probably die then. But yeah. the initial blast, I think we live. Be okay for a while. I was recently on that note about like Yellowstone and a super volcano. I was recently reading a book about dinosaurs and what happened to them and how that all ended. The puppet show. No, no, no. Not the, not the, you mean ABC? Yeah. Dad, not the mama? Not the mama. No, not, not that show. <laughs> the actual, like, dinosaurs that were on the planet. Oh, I see. And, of course, the working theory now from scientists is that an asteroid or a comet or something hit the Earth and that obliterated a lot of, you know, a lot of life forms. They couldn't handle it. Working theory? I think that, I thought that was... Like, well, there there was definitely an asteroid that hit the Earth. They think that's what did it. Yes, it's that's that's their best theory. That's what they know. All right. However... They did point out in this book that while that was happening, 
prior to that, there were lots of volcanic activities that were already happening on the planet. And when that happened, when that hit, that accelerated everything. Cause I guess it broke through the earth's crust and it caused a whole bunch of other chaos. Anyway, they talk about in the book, how in India, there was a volcano that was erupting for thousands of years. Mm. That was just spewing magma for thousands of years. And that killed off a bunch of stuff before the asteroid did. And I just like, we got the volcano going right now in Iceland, right? And it's, it's not good. That's scary, but like that goes for a, a couple months, maybe a couple years, and we're like, this is the worst volcano we've ever seen. I don't have I don't have a place in my head for thousand year volcano. You know what I'm saying? Like you grow up, live, die, volcanoes going on the entire time. I don't know how that works. Probably not well. No. So I'm saying if we get ever a Yellowstone thousand year volcano, like the dinosaurs probably weren't complaining like, man, I can't get any satellite coverage. (laughs) Stupid Indian volcano keeps erupting. Yeah, they didn't have those problems. I'm just saying I I hope we don't have one is what I'm saying. I I don't want the uh, Yellowstone massive super eruption. I also don't just want a thousand year volcano going either. That seems bad. Well, there are there are some people that I, I know and you know them too that are prepared for the end times. Yeah. Ammo, guns, dehydrated food. Whatever could happen. You need to have all your stuff. I don't want to be prepared. If society breaks down... You just want to go. I just want to be dead. If (laughs) Yellowstone erupts, I hope I'm standing right next to it when it erupts. You dislike people enough as it is. You don't need to be around when the world's going to hell. It's a fight for me to survive now when everything is seemingly fine. What are you going to do when Taco Bell isn't open? That's exactly right. (laughs) That's right. See, I look at, because I think some people look at Mad Max. They watch those movies and they're like, well, if that ever happens, I'm going to be on one of those oil tankers, you know, fighting to the death. It's like, no, I'm going to be standing in the middle of the road naked in my pink skin being like, hit me, run me over. I don't want to fight over water and fuel. No, I can't do it. I have have no tolerance for that. Strong willed people will survive. Go ahead. I'm not one of them. That's absolutely right. The guys right now who are putting Vaseline on their bodies and playing in zero-degree weather with no shirts on out in the football field, some of those guys might make it. I'm not one of them. All right, Baker, Buckeye Show, what's coming up tonight? Well, unfortunately, we have to talk about that Buckeye basketball game that we saw earlier today. And then also Ohio State, they might have their next AD in the next couple days. We'll discuss that. And then we'll kick off the show with a little funeral for the Cowboys and the Browns since me and Tyvis are Browns fans and Bodie is a Cowboys fan. Buckeye Show, Ryan Baker, Tyvis Powell and Big Ball Bodie coming up at the top of the hour. Back page, hit it. The back page. The back page with Common Man and T Bone. Sponsored by Care Heating and Cooling. When you need a company you can trust, call one eight hundred Cooling. Bone. Well, man, uh, researchers from the University of Innsbruck in Austria have investigated the taste preferences of nine hundred and fifty three Americans for a groundbreaking study that link that tries to link. Your taste preferences to your personality traits. Okay. To see if there's any common theme. If you like certain foods, what does that say about you as a human? So participants were asked about their partiality for sweet, sour, salty, and bitter foods and beverages. They then were also tested for antisocial personality traits, such as psychopathy, narcissism, aggression, and sadism. I have all of those things. (laughs) They found out that... People who seem to enjoy bitter foods had a heightened uh, 
sadistic proclivity. I don't like bitter foods. Oh, okay. So you're not sadistic, I apparently. Not. I've heard that before, something similar to that. Yeah. It said, uh, basically, they, they did all these tests and they found that uh, bitter taste preferences are positively associated with malevolent personality traits with the most robust relation to everyday sadism and psychopathy. So basically what they're saying is, if you prefer black coffee to like a latte, there's a chance you're a psychopath wanting to do like horrible What do they say about the other foods? Anything? Um, They couldn't find any other causative link. Just bitter bad. Bitter was the only one that seemed to end it. Because everything else, I'm guessing then it was like, well, this guy likes sweet and he is like a caretaker at a you know, golf course, and then the next person over, they like sweet, and they've murdered nine people. I don't know. <laughs> I'm going to pay it's attention a, to what all you guys are eating around the office a little <laughs> more now. Yeah, so if you see someone just dipping dark chocolate into a cappuccino <laughs> and then immediately dousing that with a Negroni or something, then you might have someone who likes a lot of bitter stuff. And maybe you need to watch out for that person. Uh, the other thing I saw was uh, congratulations are due to our new Miss America. Madison Marsh is her name. And she is from Colorado. She was Miss Colorado. She was crowned at the ceremony Sunday night in Orlando, Miss America. And when Adam King took her out on a date? (laughs) No, it didn't say that. (laughs) What it does say, though, is she is the first active duty service member to ever win the title. She is a second lieutenant in the Air Force and a 2023 graduate of the Air Force Academy in Colorado Springs with a degree in... What I thought said psychics, but that would not be right. It's a degree in physics. They don't give degrees out, I don't think, at the Air Force Academy for psychics. Anyway, she's now a grad student at the Harvard Kennedy School. Oh, what a... Let her live. Too much going on for that one. Man, Air Force, Harvard, Miss America. Pretty and smart. Get the hell out of here. Overachieving. Yeah. But can you imagine that, though? You, like, try to talk to her. Maybe you're at a bar and you're like, hey... Can I buy you a drink? She's like, I don't know. Can you fly a plane and get into Harvard? No? Then shut up. Get out of my face. I got all that going for me. I don't need to talk to you. Now hold my tiara. <laughs> right. She can do it all. Mama's got to go take a leak. That's the Top Gun I want to see. Miss Amer- I want to see like Miss America in Top Gun. Let's go. All right. Buckeye Show's next. Eagles and Buccaneers at 730. We're back tomorrow for more of this stupidity. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. <laughs> Fan traffic. Sponsored by Meister's Bar and Pizza, home of the Grandview Browns Backers. There's an accident blocking two right lanes on northbound 71 on the north side after Main Street, causing some stop-and-go traffic from I-70, and you're going to run into slow traffic on westbound 70 on the east side between Miller Avenue and the 71 East Split. This report is sponsored by Lowe's. Shop the closeout event now at Lowe's. Get up to 35% off select major appliances, plus save an extra $100 when you spend $999 or more on all major appliances. Valid 1424 to 12424. Selection varies by location while supplies last. See Lowe's.com for details. I'm Nicole for 97.1 The Fan Traffic. This is a fan action update. This action update is brought to you by Mary Haven. Mary Haven Gambling Intervention Program, where free help is available to gamblers and their loved ones. Ten teams left at the start of the day in the NFL playoffs, and there will only be eight after today. Updated Super Bowl odds have the 49ers plus 185, Ravens plus 275, Bills and Chiefs 6-1, to one, Lions 10-1. to one. Super Bowl favorites, 49ers open up a 10-point favorite over Green Bay. For your Mary Haven action update, I'm Scotty Vegas. Broadcasting from the Lindsay Honda Studios. Honda makes the cars. Lindsay makes the difference. Visit lindsayhonda.com. WBNSFM, HD1 Columbus. The Fan. The Fan. Sports.
Center. Good evening. I'm Buddy Wells. A busy day of sports on this MLK Junior Day. Let's go ahead and run through it all here. Starting with men's hoops, Ohio State dropped their third straight today, losing on the road against Michigan 73-65. The Buckeyes have slipped to 12-5 and in the season, and they're 2-4 and in conference play. Next up, they'll host Penn State on Saturday. In hockey, the Jackets snapped their three-game skid with a 4-3 shootout win over Vancouver this afternoon at Nationwide Arena. The CBJ wrap up a three-game homestand on Friday night. That's when they'll host New Jersey there on Friday night at 7. The NFL wildcard round wraps up with two more games today. Right now in Buffalo, the Bills currently lead the Steelers 21-7 late in the second quarter. Tonight at 7.30, the Bucks host the Eagles. You can hear that game starting at 7.30 right here on the fan. The winner of that game will face the Lions in Detroit next Sunday. And in college football news, Southern Cal quarterback Caleb Williams has declared for the draft. He'll be the odds on favorite to be the number one pick in the draft.